this actually a show? I think it is. I, I bought a new monitor. Here, I'm going to show you. Oh. Show you how That's I, a phone. No. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> I have more space for things now. Eh? That's a phone, he says. Ah. A phone that I don't know how to use. Hold on. God, I'm so old. Okay. Eh. Yeah, got me an ultra wide. Oh God! All right, we gotta look at this. This is great. So, what so do you, what, what's going on now? The Grease Man on Cameo. Just, I, I haven't even. The Grease Man <laughs> on Cameo. Oi, boy, the Grease. Yeah, the, uh, so the Grease Man. Yes, yeah, anyone listening to the show for a little while knows that we are fans of the Grease. Old radio guy from what the eighties and nineties, DC. Kind of a wacky morning guy, but more like a parody of the morning zoo bullshit. Yeah, so he's on Cameo? Yes. What, what? <laughs> yeah, you know who else was on Cameo? Gilbert Gottfried. Uh, now he's, yeah, now he's dead. Now he's dead, so, you know. Uh-oh. Grease yeah. Watch 2023. <laughs> Why is he on Cameo? Because he wants that free money. And he's, he, he, that, all he has to do is just sit at his computer and just go, waddle-doodle, and that, that'll, be, that'll be $50. But he's out of his mind. <laughs> he's he's always been a little nuts but now he's getting older he's he's more nuts he's still on facebook i've seen him there i like this monitor yeah yeah 34 inches it's that ultra wide resolution um it's ben q that's the brand which is i've i've that used shit. them yeah it's nice and i was i spent months looking for this thing but we'll and we'll talk about it a little bit a little bit later, perhaps. We gotta actually start the show. Hold on, our our topics are all ready to go. We have so many things to talk about. Let me get some music. Aya, music, music, music. What's a good music thing for today? Hmm. Perhaps this old stand. We're talking about the Grease Man. I'll do disc the hooked on a can can. All right, stand by for video game talk. From cassette tapes to the internet, it's WNOD. And now, here are your hosts, Gabe and Rob. Hello, it's Gabe and Rob, and we're back. We're doing stuff. Boy, it's early. It is. It's early. Early. Um, yeah, there's, I've, I've, we have a lot of things to talk about. I don't know where to begin. What, what, what were we just talking about? Cameo? The grease. And my monitor? Let's, do, let's talk about Cameo. So the Grease oh. Man is on Cameo, and I'm, the song I'm playing right now is from his show. He used to use for the, the Tuna Fish song, one of my favorites. What, 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 why is he on Cameo? I mean, if you could just sit at your computer and make money by making, like, a minute-long videos for $50, wouldn't you? Is he making money? Who knows about the Grease Man anymore other than... Us and a few others fans. I mean, I'm sure he has some kind of a fan base. I mean, he, he some people have already. I mean, if you go to, hold on, I'm going to Cario right now. Oh boy, I search for Howl Doodle. So, so far, <laughs> makes me like at least 19 yacht. people. I paid the grease man $50 okay. to make a video. I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't do it. I mean, I I, yeah. I might, but yeah, five stars, nineteen five people, star reviews out of the whole internet. 
He hasn't mm-hmm. been relevant for a while, though. You, nobody in radio has been relevant for a while. Mm. Um, <laughs> just, just sitting, <laughs> looking old. He looks so old. He does. He, you know, he looks he does. exactly how you would think he would look. You know, just an old man looks at. <laughs> well, in his in his early days, he was he was actually a decent looking guy. He would work out and everything. But yeah, age has caught up to him in a big way. He, he looks like. Um, he, he kind of reminds me of now, uh, like Mister uh, Mister. Uh, oh, what's his name? A combination of Mister Furley from Mr. Uh, Furley. from uh, the, uh, and Mister Roper. Oh, from, from Three's, uh, Three's Company. Yeah, from Three's Company Mr. a little Bo- bit. I know Mister Roper. Let's see, Mister Roper. Mister, no, Mister. I'm Mister. I'm thinking of. Hold on. Um, I'm thinking of Mr. Roper yeah. and um, what's his name from uh, the Andy Griffith show? Don Knotts. He looks like a combination. Really? Don I mean, you know what's funny is, is uh, Mr. Furley, who's played by Norman Fell, he does look like a young Grease man. They do have similar yeah. facial features, but you're thinking about, wait, from, oh, the, uh, wait, what's the cop's name? Oh, um, I, mean, I know the actor is Don Knotts. Don Knotts, that's what it is. Yeah, Don Nuts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, old Don Nuts. There you go. Wow. There <laughs> that some... looks like the Greasy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> old Greasy. So he's just let you, you can request videos for just whatever? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, you just say, hey, it's my birthday, so Grease man. I could send Here's him a little $50. script from $50. He could be our new intro guy. <laughs> That would be. Fun. I don't want to replace Dude Walker, but uh, he could. I could add on some Grease Man stuff. Is it worth fifty dollars? Though I don't know. We're big fans, <laughs> or were. Hmm. There's probably. Hold on. There's probably weird rules. Hold on. Mm, I don't want. I don't want rules. You do as I say, Douglas Tract. I pay you money. Uh, he still uses the same fucking uh, headshots from like fifty years ago. Oh really? So that same grinning headshot. <laughs> oh boy! So funny. I like Grease, man. Grease, Grease, Grease. Glad he's alive. No, yeah, I'm not, yeah, yeah. Good for him mm. sticking around. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I've got that new monitor. It's a it's a BenQ Ultra Wide because I've been wanting ultra ultra wide for a little while. I spent months researching stuff. I made a spreadsheet where I'm listing out wow. pros and cons and cost and everything and i was Frozen yeah i'm a spreadsheet guy it's spread. big it's, it's big it's big yeah it's 34 it's inches pro. i was i thought about getting one of those fancy alienware oled displays but i don't think <laughs> oled's what i want on a on a desktop pc they're nice i saw one in, in best buy and it was a nice monitor but i don't i didn't like the way it, i i, I no, just it seemed off so I went with a more regular monitor yeah i realized that none of my monitors yeah. Are actually 4K? No. So, no. Uh, None of mine uh, are either, technically. Yeah. I don't know if we need 4K. I mean, there are 4K gaming monitors out there, but yeah, that requires that a lot really of. It's necessary, really. You no, know. it requires a lot more processing power, and I don't know if the extra detail is worth it. Yeah. 4K, I don't even think 4K is worth it for, for uh, like movies and stuff most of the time. Yeah. I mean, most of the stuff I download. Well, I can't really stream in 4K mm. uh, from no. my the stuff that I download because I'd have to put it on my um, 
the, the processing power we require and then the streaming over my network oh yeah from my nas is just it's just too much yeah forget yeah that's, that's too much yeah it's, it's it, not happening yeah I, I don't even i know you can get like you can get porno in 4k but i don't think i want to see that in 4k that's just too much of too much detail of the human body something should be 720p <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the monitor's good. It's a BenQ, and and I've heard of them before. I've I've had one of their monitors in the past. They're they're kind of a more of a budget brand. Oh, this yeah, is definitely not a budget, not a budget monitor. It costs some money. But it's funny. I was picking it up from Best Buy, and the guy said BenQ. I've never heard of this brand. I'm what? Thinking, I'm thinking, dude, you work at Best Buy, shouldn't you have? I've heard of them. <laughs> BenQ's been around for like twenty years. Yeah, they make they make good stuff. Now, this monitor only has two USB ports on it, but that seems to be enough because I got my camera hooked up to one, my camera right here, and then my headset hooked to the other. So it's very convenient. So, yeah, all's good. The games look fantastic. It has HDR, which I guess makes it more colorful. HDR? Yeah, that's that high dynamic range color. I don't know what the fuck that is. Yeah, it's just more of a, a, a wider color palette, I think, which does make things look a little prettier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I mean, first thing I did when I when I bought this monitor is I I turned on Baldur's Gate three just to see how it looked. Holy shit, the game looks wonderful on this monitor. But yeah, I'm very happy with it. Recommend it. BenQ, go get it, folks. And I got the IPS version, which is oh, which is how fun. much was it? It was seven hundred dollars on sale. Jesus fuck. Yeah, it normally That's goes for eight hundred, but I got a little sale on. Yeah, I, I was gonna go for VA just to to save a few bucks, but I just I like the way IPS monitors look. They're nice and uniform and and all that stuff yeah i'm a big fan of ips but not ibs no (laughs) no uh yeah so but if i sound a little off it's because i'm sick at the moment Uh i have a sinus infection my favorite thing to get so my voice is a little rough why do you get so many sinus infections i have something called chronic sinusitis (laughs) that sounds made up i know it does right yeah, it, it sounds just, like they're it trying just to means, get your money. It just means I get sinus infections frequently. It's a, it's, why? Uh, they tell I'm, you why? Uh, because I'm Jewish. It's what we do. No, it's uh, I've I don't tried know. Tried changing religions. Um, I did. I was I was Methodist for a few years in 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 high school, and it didn't work. It just made. Did me you sad. get as many sinus infections when you were Methodist? I did. I did. Didn't have anything. <laughs> okay. Chronic. I don't know. Let me see. Chronic sinusitis. Let's take a look. Here we go. A condition in which... I mean, you live in the desert. We have have things out here. We have dust and allergens and things. Uh, It's a condition where the sinuses are inflamed for over 12 weeks, causing difficulty in breathing. Uh, Very common, treatable. Where does it come from? Uh, What are the causes? Here we go. Blockage. Caused by blockages due to nasal polyps. Tumors. I don't have any tumors. It's not a tumor. Not a tumor. De- deviated nasal septum. Yeah, that is something I have had for a long time. That so that's yeah. So maybe the the actual deviated septum will cause like the bacteria. Yeah, the that causes the bacteria to stick around, which causes the infection. Like the stuff just not getting out. Uh, it can also be caused by HIV. I do not have uh-huh. HIV. I am a good boy. Um, respiratory tract infection, allergies. Yes, allergies can cause can affect the two. In fact, when I went on allergy shots about five years ago. It reduced my, my frequency. In fact, the last time I had a sinus infection was around the time that I saw you five years ago. Wow. You recall I was pretty congested back then. Since then, I haven't had... This is the first one I've had in like five years. 
Oh, okay. Thanks, well, to, thanks to the allergy shots. Yeah, I mean, there was COVID, but that's different. That was COVID. Um, respiratory asthma. I don't have asthma. Prolonged exposure to smoke or pollution. Well, there's pollution in this town. Risk factors. If the wall between the nostrils is crooked. Yes, it is. My nose is crooked. And tissue growth. So, yeah, it is, it's, it's, it's a side effect of other physiological problems, environmental problems. Allergies, mainly. Kind of comes from that. Yeah, it was. It's. I'm. I'm better now. I did the antibiotics last week. Um. I'm. I'm getting better. I don't have. I mean, I was. I don't. I never had a fever or anything. But yeah, I was. I, I took maybe three days. Three days off of work. Over the past two weeks, just because. What was funny is that I went to see my main doctor when it first started. I had I had the sore throat. Saw my main doctor. I was. It, I already had an appointment with him for just a general checkup. And I said, Hey, doc, can you check out my throat? And it's kind of sore. And he looked, he said, it's a little pink. And then he gave me a, a strep throat test, came up negative, And he gave me, a, a, was it a Z-Pack antibiotic? And I took that and it didn't get better. So I'm thinking, what the hell? Oh, I don't know. Usually it makes it better. So I ended up talking with another doctor that I found online. It was through, like, you, know, you can go on your healthcare website and do like online doctor visits. I did one of those because I wasn't feeling good. And... The lady said, oh, yeah, your doctor prescribed you the wrong antibiotics. But the z packs not going to fix what you have. So let me give you the proper kind, which was, uh, what's that called? What's the other stuff? Uh, I don't know. Moxicillin? Moxicillin, yes, my favorite drug. And that seemed to have helped. I mean, I'm not even a doctor. I know amoxicillin's what you need. I know. How did my doctor screw that up? He's, I mean, he's just a general practitioner, but come on, buddy. But, yeah, it was funny because the lady not only gave me the better medication, but she also gave me suggestions for multiple over-the-counter things to use. She said, buy this, buy this, buy these two nasal, nasal sprays, buy these pills, use this, irrigate your, because I got that nasal irrigation thing, irrigate, you're good to go. So she was very good. I liked her. And uh, so I'm getting better, but, yeah, I sound a little rough, so sorry, but <clears throat> the show must go on. <clears throat> Actually, I sound better today than I did yesterday. Ah, sinuses, folks. They're fun. One day this will kill me. I'll just cough my way into my grave. But the, uh, the time off did give me a little bit of extra time with Baldur's Gate 3. But the, uh, it wasn't last week. It was the week before where I took off a, a, like the Wednesday. Yeah, I took a Wednesday off and I spent all day playing Baldur's Gate 3, which is what yeah. we can talk about. The, and, but with that, though, that was the day that they, got, they, they rolled back a hot fix. Oh, and did you I, lose? Did I you did. lose anything? I, I temporarily. I lost access to like twenty save games, so I lost a few hours of work. And I went in there to to, to run the game. And I was like, "What? I, I can't can't load my." They were grayed out the save games, and I'm thinking, "What the hell?" And I looked it up. Yeah, they they rolled back the the latest hotfix. They put it back the next day, so I was only out of commission for a day, and I got my save games back, so it was okay. Yeah, Baldur's Gate three. I mean, it's great, but there are some issues. It's the bugs. I've run into a couple of bugs. Like, it crashed one time. It was right after I did that big battle at the, with, the, with the goblins, where they, where they attacked the grove, the elf grove. And yeah. I, I beat them, and I was going around collecting stuff, and the game just crashed. It just shut down. And I'm going, mm-hmm. it, uh, oh, shit, I didn't save. So I had to do that whole battle over again. But the cool thing is, that battle was so fun, I didn't mind doing it over again. Right. Yeah, and that's kind of the big thing is yeah the game's not perfect but holy shit that game is fun. I, I've had zero problems. Zero, so. Okay, good. No good. It's, pro- it's probably you. Probably, so. Yeah, it's the new monitor. 
Yeah. <laughs> How dare I want more screen space? Yeah, it was uh, this game. I mean, it has not crashed on me. Good, good. At all. I'm on my second playthrough. <laughs> so you've already finished? Yes. The game? Okay, because you did, because you played it in beta or early release, so you're already kind yeah. of familiar with the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, well, let's, let's delve into the history of uh, Baldur's Gate. Let's see, where's John? Let's see more. So yeah, the first game, Baldur's Gate, came out in 1998, and you and I, we talked about that game on this show back then. Wow. Because I think I was, because I was in college back then, but I, it was one of those games that I made time for. So when I was done doing my school stuff, I, I played Baldur's Gate. In fact, you know, I probably should have played Baldur's Gate more than, than EverQuest, because EverQuest wasn't as satisfying. Baldur's Gate was, though. Yeah, when it came out, what the game did, it took sort of like old school tabletop D&D and made mm -hmm. it into a video game, but it wasn't turn-based. It was sort of like a real-time strategy that you could pause and issue commands, yeah. if you remember. And uh, it was, you know, it was really good back in the day for, for its time. I think Baldur's Gate and, and the sequel were fantastic, but mm -hmm. I really would have preferred turn-based. Yeah, I like this a lot better. Yeah, this, this turn-based combat in this game is fantastic. There was yeah. another D&D &D game back then that looked like Baldur's Gate but did have turn-based. It, was, it, wasn't, it the, wasn't Icewind Dale. Is it Neverwinter Nights? Mm, I don't know if Neverwinter had that. It might. There was another one, though. It was... Uh, hmm, what was that called? I don't know, but it was, it was turn-based. I remember being... It was a graveyard. Hmm. It was based on a different campaign. It wasn't... It wasn't Pools of Radiance. And there was, was I'm not... Temple of Elemental Evil? That's the one. Thank you. Thank you. And that, that one was pretty good. I think that one was tough, though, which was why I didn't get too far into it. But that was, that was more like what I wanted to play. It was turn-based. So you could really be strategic. But boy, oh boy, they really got it right with this one. Because it's based on... It's Larian Studios, who did the Divinity games, the original Sin games. And it's, mm -hmm. that, it's that same kind of engine. That's what they used. And it works. And those are really good games, too. Yeah, those yeah. Fantastic game. It's a tough game at times. I'm, I have to look up things occasionally. Uh, and some of the battles I've had to redo because I just get slaughtered. But what's cool <clears> is that even if you get slaughtered in a battle, usually just changing your tactics a little bit, you can yeah. win. You just have to, if you know a battle's upcoming, just yeah. cheat. <laughs> just prep. Like, just... Oh, yeah. Take a bunch of potions and shit, and you'll just mow over them. You know, I yeah. find that, like, if you know what's coming, you just prep, and if the other side isn't prepped, you're pretty much going to beat them, you know? Yeah. There was one where I was, I was walking through that, that shadowy forest, and I saw kind of in the corner of at the edge of the camera little guys that were hanging out waiting to ambush me. So yeah. I snuck up, and my sorcerer dropped a fireball on them before yep. they could react. That was fun. Just killed, like, half the group. I love yeah. a good fireball. Yeah. Say, yeah. I, I think that that's a, that's an unfortunate part of this game yeah. is that if you know, if you reload and you know what you're getting into, yeah. it's so much easier to fight what you know you're getting into as opposed to just going into the combat. Yeah. Because you're like, especially if you know what enemies have, you know which enemy to target. Yeah. So, because a lot of times just going straight into combat, you're like, oh, well, this guy, I don't know this, what this guy has. Like, right. um, there are certain battles where I mean, you just don't know which enemy is the threat. Mm. And once you know which enemy is the threat, you know, all right, I need to wipe this guy out before his big skill yeah. goes off <laughs> and, and kills my whole party. You know, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, well, if there was, I got to the forge at one point, the uh, in the underdark, mm-hmm. and I, I was reading a little, a little, because I had to get through the the part with the traps, and I wasn't sure how to do it, so I checked oh, online. Shit. You fought the, uh, the that that robot, the thing, robot, right? but I knew what to do initially before going in there, because they said it's very vulnerable to blunt weapons, uh-huh. so I equipped like my cleric and my warrior, or my fighter with blunt weapons. So the two of them were able to knock him down relatively quick and keep him in the, in the, in the magma. Yeah. So if you do that, he's cool. Now, I mean, he does pretty good damage, but I noticed that once I got into the battle, I started getting some buffs out. I was able to take some good hits. So, yeah, the first time I got my ass whooped, but the second time when I just did a little bit of re-equipping, yeah. you know, buffed up sooner than, rather than later. And, and I also put my, my uh, what's it called? He's the, he's the, the vampire guy. Therian or whatever thing. Yeah, I put him a little farther away so he could shoot arrows, which would mm-hmm. taunt the creature off. So he wasn't always hitting my guys. He was moving around more, and it took him down relatively easily. He really wasn't too bad as long as I knew what, as long as I had that strategy in mind. And yeah, that was it. Was it was a fun battle though because you got to worry about the the magma and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't know. But the the first big battle was that one at the with the goblins. Because I was trying to figure out how I wanted to go on that. Did I want to maybe side with the, the, the goblins? Or I want to side with the elves? I don't know. They're all kind of assholes. And I, sort of, I, I, I went to the goblins and became friends with them. And then I betrayed them. And then when they hit, when they hit the, the grove, I turned on them and, and, and took them out. That was oh, a lot of fun. And that, uh, what was it the drow that was the drow that was yeah, eating them? Sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. she was fun. But that's one thing. It's, it's, it's a tough game. But the battles are so fun because you have all these tools. Even the fighting class, the fighters, have all these little abilities now they can use. They're not dull classes at all. Not like the old days where you were just I, hit, I think just hit, being hit. able to shove people is so much fun. Oh, dude, I, the first time one of my guys got shoved off a cliff, I, I, I was mad. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, where'd he go? <laughs> what happened? It, it seems so unfair. Yeah. It's like, what? Like oh, sho- <laughs> shoving seems like such a like a, a like a, a nonsense thing. Yeah. Like, oh, what's shoving? That seems dumb. But then you just get shoved like right into a pit, and you're like, what? I like, mean, if you shove somebody in real life, they'll step back like two feet and be like, what yeah. are you doing? You shove someone like fifteen feet, like what? Yeah, you can't. <laughs> you have to shove. You're throwing somebody. You're pushing them so hard, they they. <laughs> They leap through the air. Like, you shove someone the length of a house. <laughs> it's like, there he goes. <laughs> That's not how shoving works. That's not how that works at all. <laughs> it's so fun, though. But, I mean, it's, it's definitely, yeah, they, the, the game so far, I've only met Jahara, is that her name? Mm-hmm. From, from the old games. But other than that, it's all new stuff. And it feels like yeah. they're doing that on purpose. They're sort of doing like what they did in Star Wars. They're, they're giving us some old characters but your yeah. new characters are the main characters. Because mm-hmm. Jahara, she, you can't really have her in your party. She's, she's like a temporary you companion. Is, does she join you at some point? Yeah. Oh, spoiler alert. I haven't got that far. Sorry. <laughs> you have to do the right things. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm being nice to her. And, very, and, it's very... Uh, it's very... Uh, you, have to do, you, have to do, you have to say just the right things to get yeah. her to join the party. But. Well, it's... Talking to her is fun because she sort of hints at stuff that used to happen. She's not, she didn't flat out say, yeah, I defeated a god once. But she yeah. said, yeah, I've been through adventures. There are stories, depending on what you hear. Yeah. So I'm sure that'll, that'll expand. But 
Yeah, I it's yeah. I I accidentally good. got her killed the first my first playthrough, and yeah. you just she just dies. And it's yeah. like oh well, she's gone. So and, and thank you for warning me because otherwise I I might not have known that because she did die the first time through. In fact, she died, and the lady at, on on the second floor who was defending the town with her her ball her energy yeah. field she died mm-hmm. too, and I said well that's done. But then I remember what you said. Oh shit, no, I'm gonna try this again. So the second time around, I made sure to save the lady. Who, who was casting the big spell and make sure Jahara was still alive. Yeah, it's funny because, like, <laughs> she, she dies so easily. I'm like, will you stop, like, just running to death? Like, she just... I know. She's the important. first round of combat, she just got uh, annihilated. And I'm like, will <laughs> you just stop? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all right, hey, she's stand a, back. <laughs> uh, a druid or a druid fighter? Yeah. Wasn't that her whole thing? Yeah. I know mm-hmm. she's in the first game, she was a druid fighter. She's not a good fighter, though, and she's not a good druid, so she needs to just relax. She was never a great character, to be honest with you. I'm just healing her. I'm healing her. Yeah. I'm just like, stay back. Like, stop. Stop, stop running stop. that way. <laughs> Come back. She's very brave. I appreciate her gusto. But yeah, the original Baldur's Gate was... Oh, when I met a guy that looked like Elminster in a, in a spot. I don't know if it was him or not. Might have just been a wandering mage. But the original game, it was, it was really cool because you had your main character and you met all these different people that were real characters. They weren't like random characters you made. They had personalities. And you built I mean, these relationships. Is Gale in your party? Uh, who? Gale? Gale. 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 Who's Gale? The wizard. Um, is he the one that absorbs magical items? Yeah. No, he left because I wasn't giving him magical items. Because oh. I gave him one and he liked it. And then later on, he said he needed another one and I didn't have anything available at the time. So I just ignored him, and then he left. Oh. So and I don't know, maybe he'll come back. I don't know. I, I have a sorcerer as my main character, so I don't, I'm not lacking for a mage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if I, if I didn't have a mage, I probably would have taken better care of him. He's too needy, though. I got to give you items? Come on. Fuck off. Well, I, I, will, I will tell you a, a quick spoiler. Okay. I mean, you, that only happens for like a little bit. All right. That that goes away very quickly. So, because that that would be annoying very quickly. Mm-hmm. Like, just I have to keep giving you magic items. Fuck this guy. Yeah. So, no. But that, uh, but Gale's a pretty great character. I would, uh, if you play again, I'd highly recommend seeing Gale through because his story is pretty awesome. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, but, the second time I'll probably play a non mage and then and then keep try to keep okay. him. And the um, so now that I'm set, I'm doing the Dark Urge story. I don't know if you saw that. Dark that was Urge. A, so there's an option for a character called the Dark Urge. Oh. And where you play a psychopathic killer. Wow. <laughs> who doesn't know why he's a psychopathic killer. <laughs> okay. Is that like when you start the game? Or is that you have to pick yeah. him or something like that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. Hmm, right. it, is a char- it is a type of character wow. called the Dark Urge. It is a white dragonborn. <laughs> okay, cool. And... <laughs> Like for, I'll give you an example. This happens like in the first ten minutes, so it's not really much of a spoiler. All right. You meet, you know how you meet Gale. His arms like sticking out and hanging. Uh-huh. Like that's how you meet Gale. Yeah. The wizard, and so you have this vision in your head of cutting his arm off, and like you're you're thinking about it. You're like, oh, you like you have this vision because you have all these visions of like doing this horrible violence. Like wow. you're thinking about these horrible things, and you're <laughs> like, oh. Wouldn't it be great if I like just chopped his arm off and just <laughs> fucked him up? And you have this vision, and then all of a sudden it happens. Like you fuck him up and you chop his arm off and you kill him Jesus. and you just murder him like outright. 
<laughs> he is wow. dead. Yeah. Like Caleb's gone. <laughs> and you keep his arm. <laughs> Holy shit. That's so gruesome. <laughs> and, you, and you keep having conversations. <laughs> like all my all that's all that's left in my party is I've got a Starion and Shadowheart and um and the Gith Yangi because those are the only people that will tolerate me because oh, okay. I am so fucked up. Oh, <laughs> yeah, the, but those characters are a little little on the darker side, yeah, yeah, especially the Gith Yangi. <laughs> and I keep telling people like. I've got these horrible urges where I just want to kill every everyone and everything, yeah. and they're just like, "Well, you know, that's okay. We'll just find you like a kobold to kill or something like oh. that. It's all right." You <laughs> yeah. Know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Le- Lazel, I think, is the lady Lazelle. you're talking about. Yeah, she she was the first one that had sex with me because she's very horny. Yes. The game's very horny. I, some people yeah. have complained that it's too horny because it's just mm-hmm. you're you're just. Hanging out and then oh you want to bang and th- th- there's no build up to it for some of these characters. It's, it's really just Lazelle. <laughs> yeah, she's she's very bold. Well, not bold. She's well, she's bold, but she's very bossy. Yeah, and I like bossy women, but I mean, a, she's just like she's like we're gonna do this now and okay, um, yeah. But it's and that happened pretty pretty early on. And my character's a female, so she went downtown. It wasn't just kiss kiss fade away. No, her fla- her her face went into the place. I'm like, oh, well, that's that's nice of her, especially when we're not there camping. <laughs> Can't smell too good down there. Yeah, a, a dark urge is a dark urge. Yeah, yeah, it's, I'll it's I'll check funny. it up. Yeah, I was looking at the the cast list of, of like for the voices. I don't really re- recognize any of the people. Yeah, they didn't use anyone to major league here. I mean, they even replaced Minsk. Yeah, hmm. I mean, I think that guy is he's he's, he's pretty old. Jim Cummings, or, who recently did. Yeah. He's still doing cartoons, though. Yeah. He's still busy. I don't know why they didn't get... Maybe he was just... He, he wanted, like, real money. And maybe, they were like, no. Yeah, maybe <laughs> one more. Because now he's, he's, he's well-known. Back then, he was just, like, a you know, cartoon guy. Now he's, yeah. he's, he's known. Yeah. Yeah, the, the original Baldur's Gate, it, it... What was it? You left a castle. You... No, your dude, like, your wizard guy, your buddy, who was, like, your... your not your father, but your mentor. Uh-huh. He gets murdered. Orion. What was it? I think so, right? I don't know. Is that his name? <clears throat> he he gets murdered by that that evil dude with the wacky armor, and so you set off to Baldur's Gate to track down the murderer. And and the first game was a bit more like a general D and D thing. There wasn't too much supernatural going on there. Uh, just a lot of fun. And then in the second game, you end up gaining the powers of a god, something like that where you you can like transform into this demon and kill things but the more you do the more evil you become it was this kind of cool moral choice and the second game had this villain john arenicus who was right. voiced by david warner i'm a big right. fan of i'm a big fan of him and i love john arenicus he's one of my favorite game villains because he was just so brutal in the way he dealt with you, and yet he made good points. He's telling you, do you want to be some random farmer that dies and gets forgotten, or do you want to be remembered as a legend? You know, what do you want? <laughs> he kind of snoked you a little bit, because he's, he's taunting you with his power, making it feel, seem so appealing. I don't know. It was, the second game was really in-depth, had a lot going on, a lot more places you could go. And toward, I think at the end, you end up in hell. I think that was that final area with all the lava. You were in hell which was just bizarre. And then, yeah, you take down John Arenicus and, and that was about it. So now I guess Baldur's Gate 3, how, how many years past does, it, does this game take? Though? Or, 
How many years later is it? Um, I don't know. It's many. Because <laughs> Jahara is there, so obviously, yeah. but then she's, maybe she lives a long time? I don't know. I mean, she's an elf, so elf lived like hundreds of years. So Okay, so maybe, but so what about probably Mitz? Probably at least like 50 years or so. Okay. Uh, if blah, not blah, blah, blah. more. Let's see. Oh, I got it. Here we go. The game is set in 1492 DR, over 120 years after Baldur's Gate 2. Wow. And months after the events of Baldur's Gate Descent into Avernus, which is, I think that's just a campaign. Right. Yeah, that's just a campaign for the tabletop stuff. Uh, but what's DR, though? It says 1942 DR. That doesn't say. It just says Faroon. It's just a world of Forgotten Realms. It's just the yeah. way they, they, they track the dates. Uh, yeah, Baldur's Gate 3. So it is... <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, branching plot, typical... Blah, blah, blah. Let's see. Origin characters. Yeah, I think I'm still only in Act 1. No, I think I'm in Act 2. Because I haven't gotten to the Moonrise Towers yet. Yeah, I'm still in that, in that shadowy forest, which is kind of annoying at first because you've got to have your torches out. And do all yeah. that kind of bullshit, but then I got the, I got the the lantern with the with the fairy, mm -hmm. so that helps. It's just it's I, good. Yeah, yeah, it's really. Good. It's getting wanna, a lot, I'm, getting a lot of good reviews, getting a lot of good buzz. It's out. You can get it on the PlayStation as well, and they're working on an Xbox version. So it's you know it's a thing, and people even people who are not into these games are digging it. So I don't know. I don't know if I've heard any main complaint. Yeah, there's maybe it's a little bit too much with the sex, but. Other than that, I haven't heard any main, major complaints. I have no major complaints, except getting shoved into a pit. But that's just a learning experience. Yeah, I, I really love the combat, and I like the story. Yeah. I, I, the story's okay. Like, it's a little... What don't I like about the story? I mean, so no, far, okay. it's, it's, a, it's a little yeah. generic D&D. &D. You know, go to the tower, save a guy. Go here, defeat a monster. Go to the forge, save the dwarves, whatever it is. So these are kind of tropes for D&D, &D, Lord of the Rings stuff. So, having played through it once, one of the things that, without going into spoilers, one of the things that kind of annoyed me was how there's so much to do, and I feel like it... Because I've got all these characters that want me to do shit for them, right? Yeah. And I feel like it's really pushing me to like get the main story done. Mm. while I want to do all these other things. And it's really got like the sense of urgency of the main story. Wow. And because it's got that sense of urgency of the main story, I ended up doing a, a lot of, uh, ended up not doing a lot of the side quests. Oh, okay. Because I was, because the story really made, it really made it feel like, hey, we got to do this. We got to do this. We got to do this. I'm like, fine, I'll fucking do it. You know, like I didn't know, if there was like an actual time limit, like set on me, I don't like, think there is though. But it makes it feel like there is. Like, yeah, it makes it feel like there's this weird sense of urgency. And I was like, all right, well, I guess I don't have time to help like Asterion or or Shadowheart or all this other shit that I want to do. Yeah, but because it, it it makes you feel like you need to go do this shit now. Right, and it's like, all right, well, I mean, can I go do what I need to do? Like, it's it's. And you can't once you leave a chapter, you can't go back. Okay. And it's it that's that's really frustrating. Yeah, I think the whole thing with the the creatures in your head, the tadpoles, they tell you, oh, you might change into this thing at some point, but then you realize not really. You're you're kind of resisting the effects of the thing. So I don't think you have to really rush that part of the, yeah, the game. Yeah, I think you can kind of do whatever you want, and it's not really 
the, the urgency is it's a very false sense of urgency yeah yeah but I, I'm, I'm yeah i've noticed that and I'm, I'm not really worrying about the main quest too much i'm trying to do the side quests and it's it's been fun and what was the well i did have some kind of complaint the oh the party size you only get four people in your party oh that, man i immediately got rid of that shit i yeah. uh there's a mod you can put on there that gets yeah. rid of that and i just said fuck it i just put the mod on there because i might try that my second playthrough yeah but it's because yeah, D&D, I mean, the old game had you had six people. And I think yeah. six is a good number for a D&D game because you with the part with only four people, you're kind of stuck with you have to have certain people. You have to have a fighter, have to have a healer. You have to have someone who can disarm traps and so like a thief. And then ideally some kind of a spellcaster. So you're kind of stuck with those four classes. There's not right. enough flexibility with six. You could have those four, plus you could add a druid, or you could add an archer. You can add, you can add some more secondary classes that can back you up. Not just that, but you've got so much story going on. You need certain people there for certain parts of the story. Yeah. And, and you, 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 you need to be able to swap them around quickly. And like sometimes you can't get to the camp, you know, and it's, you don't right. know if you need this person there, you know, at a certain time. Sometimes you know, things will be triggered because somebody's in the party. And if they're right. not there, it won't be triggered. Yeah. Right. I, I'm, the whole idea of having a camp, and this is just, just RPGs in general, to leave some of your guys back at the camp, that doesn't happen. If, if I'm playing a D&D campaign with like a tabletop thing, nobody's right. staying at the camp. Everybody's going with us. In Lord of the Rings, the whole fellowship just went. Right. <laughs> Nobody stayed behind because, oh, we can't handle more than like four people. No, it's, it's not realistic. If you have a group of people, they're all going to be with you on your adventure. So video games need to stop doing this bullshit. We've only got enough food for four people. All right, that's it. <laughs> only got enough lambda spread. But, and and it, it can't be like a processing thing. Computers are so powerful right now. You can handle a full party of characters. I mean, characters. It's, it's, it's a balanced thing. I mean, I will say that it's a lot easier when you have more people. Yeah. But if they're doing, but it, along those lines, if, if you're going to allow us to have everybody, just make the enemies harder. You right. know, instead of maybe, or maybe double the amount of things that we hit in a, in a certain battle, you know, instead of mm -hmm. like 10 goblins, give me 20. I'll, I'll handle right. them. That, that'll be the fun part of the game is you have these, these big, intense battles with lots of different creatures coming at you it can work yeah that's our petition please video game makers stop giving us limited parties in these games let us have yeah full i mean that's party. that's a really unrealistic uh like why can't other people come with me you it's know a very <laughs> like, video gamey thing it's a weird artificial limitation you know yeah yeah but yeah so far the game's been good i've what did i do i yeah i got i went to that the grove with the elves and then they had a thing and then I met the goblins, and they wanted me to steal a thing from the goblins or something. And there's a lot of interplay, a lot of drama there. Nobody really liked each other. They get so bad when you betray them. Oh, yeah. I slaughtered all of them. Yeah. That's <laughs> what I'm like, thinking, because... It, 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 <laughs> it's funny when you lie to them. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to help you. I'm going to yeah. help you. And then oh. you turn on them. And oh, yeah. The, uh, the elves, the elves. I turn on, not the elves, but the, uh, the, the grove. And they're just like... What? You're insane. You're, just, you're like, I am the avatar of sin. And you just start slaughtering them all. Oh. And they're just like, oh, fuck. I think that'll be the second playthrough. I'll do the psycho playthrough and just the dark one. Darker. And poor Will. Will is like, you're insane. And you're like, yep. <laughs> you're just like, just killing him. Oh. Uh. Lay the frontier my ass. <laughs> fuck this shit. 
<laughs> now you got no eyes. <laughs> it's it's yeah. Did you fun. let did you let Volo uh, uh, experiment on you? Um, you should <laughs> I think so? Yeah, because then you can see invisible. It's fun. <laughs> did I let him experiment? I don't know. I know I lost my eye. Oh, I let the hag experiment on me, so I lost, oh, okay. I lost one of my eyes. But I don't think I let Volo do his thing, and I don't think I have seen Invisible. Okay, because yeah, if you let Volo, if you let Volo do the thing where he shoves a needle in your eye, oh, he gives you a fake eye, oh, and wow. now you can see Invisible. Okay, I'll, maybe I'll do that now. I don't, I don't think I have access to him anymore. I think the hag, the hag is not the way to go. Yeah, the <laughs> hag. He, she, she, yeah, she takes out your eye and puts in some, a, a, a new eye. And it gives you some kind of bonus, but it wasn't that great of a bonus. Yeah. It was yeah. like an intimidation bonus. So I'll do Volo next time. Yeah. And yeah. then he runs away and leaves because he's scared. Yeah, I think he, he's, he, he's like, I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you find him in the Goblin Fortress. And he's, and I, I, I couldn't rescue him at first. Because it Because <laughs> the one <laughs> Goblin lady, by the way, sudden, some of those Goblin ladies, sexy. I love the short gals. Not, I don't like the teeth. Got to watch out for the teeth. No teeth, ladies. But the, yeah, because I go in there and I, be, I befriend the goblins and there's Volo in his cage and I try to rescue him and the goblin lady in there says, he's mine. So, all right, uh-huh. all right, sorry, lady. So I, I, I waited until she was alone and I murdered her and then I let him go because <laughs> I knew I was going to kill them eventually. You just got to give her like 200 gold pieces. No, I didn't have that option. I think I pissed her off. Uh, <laughs> she's cheap. Yeah. It doesn't cost much. He's like, I could buy. She's like, I could buy two hundred. <laughs> like, I could buy a hundred of him. Yeah, right. <laughs> two hundred, like, like, yeah. Two hundred gold goes a long way. <laughs> There's some great dialogue in the game. It's, it's yeah. pretty well written. But it was fun because I befriend the goblins, and then I go. I think I killed one of their leaders, but nobody noticed. And then yeah. I go to the main chick in the back, the lady, the dro who who runs things. Yeah. And she's saying, "Go to here. Go to the grove. Go, but go, go." be like a spy or something. And then at the end of the conversation, I said, actually, I'm here to kill you. And she's, what? You betrayed me. And so I ended up fighting her. And then, did I fight her? Oh, the the, el- the, uh, the drow? Yeah. Uh, she's fun. Yeah, that was a good time. But then there was still some kind of an invasion I had to deal with with the goblins. Maybe they had two leaders. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's the there's Drogs Raglan. And then there's uh, the the dark elf. There's mm. kind of actually there's three leaders in there. Yeah. There's the uh, there's the goblin leader. There's Shore of Raglan, and then there's the dark elf. All okay. three of them. Yeah. So. What's well, weird is that during that battle at the grove, the, the 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 there were a couple of turns where it would show some goblins underground somewhere, like they weren't at the actual battle. I thought mm. that was weird. So when the battle's over, the quest didn't update. And I thought, well, wait a minute, maybe those goblins were left back at the at the fortress or something. So I had to go back to the fortress, wipe out the entire goddamn fortress, and eventually yeah. I found the goblins that needed to kill. Nice. So and the quest updated. So yeah, little little glitz like that was kind of annoying, but it was it was fine. I was gonna kill them anyway. They gotta go. They're goblins, that's why they're there. They're cannon fodder. So I think, yeah, I did that, and I'm on what was it? The there were definitely some tough moments. The spiders under that one one village were kind of tough because they, they were they were phase spiders, but I managed yeah. to take them out because you kept falling down or getting stuck. That was the you know, annoying part. But luckily, everybody has a, a melee weapon and a range weapon, even your, yeah. your fighter. So that's a cool feature that you can switch back and forth pretty quickly. Yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, I got through Act One. I, I spent a lot of time on Act One. It was just I was trying to do all the side quests. Uh, yeah, the hag was kind of weird because yeah, I had to look up some stuff with her because she just didn't respond to what I wanted to anything. I had eventually I had to uh, then when you go behind the the door like that wall of vines. Fireplace. Yeah, and you go down on the ground and you got to go through because you have to put on the mask to get oh, through right. the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then if you continue on, something about if you t- leave the mask on, your guy will become an enemy. And that was annoying. But then I just ended up taking the mask off. Yeah. But I think, yeah, now I'm on act two. Did you meet the monster hunter that's going after Asterion? Yes, I killed him. Okay. Yeah, yeah he's dead. He's deed. I was trying to be cool with him. But then I realized, oh, he's trying to kill my buddy. So I guess he's got to go down. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. He's so obviously a vampire. <laughs> And <laughs> I don't know how he, he he's like got these bite marks in his neck and he has pointed teeth, you know, right. And the pale skin. Yeah. He's very, he's very handsome. He's a classic vampire. Right. He's British. And he, he, like he pretend, like, I don't know how he's pretending like he's not a vampire. You know? <laughs> it's like, so, everybody's like, yeah, you're a vampire. Right. And they're like, yeah, <laughs> I, I did let him bite me at one point. Suck yeah. a little bit of blood, which is kind of kinky. But just the one time, because I, you know, I don't want to lose my blood. Man, yeah, the makes I him, makes him happy. It does, you know. <laughs> I like him. I want him to be happy. The I like that you get you get the uh, the fighter chick and you get the barbarian. Because I got I have both of them. And the fighter, she's I mean the what's she called? Gith 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 Yangi. She's just she's she's kind of brutal. But the more I get to know her, the the more she's kind of opening up, becoming yeah. more of an actual partner. Yeah. The the barbarian chick, she's kind of funny because she's just she's a badass. She's tall and she's on fire. So and I got she says fuck a lot. <laughs> she does, she does. I love that. Like even like when she's in combat, she's like, ah fuck. She just starts <laughs> screaming at everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I think I might have heard her say, Take that, you fucker, at one point. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. She's yeah, she likes a little to shout at stuff. No. But she's got a great personality. I like her a lot. She's just, I don't know, she's kind of funny and cool, and I like no. her. I'm, I'm going to try to romance her. But she's on fire, so i got to fix that first. She's yeah. got that in, in turn, infernal flame or something like that. Infernal engine. Engine, yeah, yeah. So we're working on that quest, and that's about where I am. I just got to, yeah, I got to that village where I took, I, I, where I met Jahara, and now I'm going to the south part where I'm looking in the... Where's that? There's you're, that part. You're getting of, to Moonrise Towers. I'm I'm close to Moonrise Towers. I'm in that I'm in those buildings down there where I you gotta, I went, you gotta go to the hospital. The um uh, did you do that already? I I met a guy I met a woman made of golden metal and I, I convinced her to go away. Didn't have to kill her. No, there's a there's a hospital where there's like it's like a Shar run hospital, like a Shar cleric hospital. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to go there, but it's it's I don't know I, I I just try to get everything okay you know so there's yeah. like a Shar hospital it's called um is it the House of Hope not the House of Hope um, maybe it's called the House of Hope I forget what it's called but I mean you don't have to go there but you know I'm gonna go everywhere side quest I mean I try to get as high level as possible yeah you know? I did find this this place where I went I went downstairs and there was this surgeon working on a guy and he had these women around him that were like oh that's what i'm talking about yeah yeah so i guess i did go that yeah and i was able to i didn't have to fight them i was able to talk him out of whatever he was doing to kill himself yeah Yeah. to kill himself and then and then i got his stuff 
and the ladies just sort of hang out, just doing nothing. So that was that was that was easy, but it was gruesome, man, because he's 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 like cutting the guy open. Yeah, Eww, poor fella. And now I'm in another kind of uh, like a dungeon where I had to. So it was. I'm I'm dealing with the devil. He t- he told me to go downstairs and kill a thing down in this in this dungeon. So yep. I went down and I'm at the. I got past some traps. I'm thinking I'm at the very end where I'm about to fight whatever the final thing is. So I just oh no I just I just killed the skeletons, in that sort of midway part, and that was a fun battle. I like that the, the spells are fun like area effect spells, because mm-hmm. like I'm dropping ice on people which is making the floor icy so now they're slipping yeah. which can yeah. affect me negatively but that's right. part of the fun is you know you you don't you can kind of fuck yourself a little bit right. What's funny is then you can cast a fireball and then it gets rid of the ice. Sure, but then I've wasted <laughs> a fireball. Well, I guess you're not wasted if you're taking out an enemy. But then it makes the ground wet. Yeah. And if the ground's wet, you can cast lightning, and that'll get multiple people. <laughs> yeah. Because the ground's wet. That's so. right. Yeah, the environmental stuff in this game, which they, they didn't have in the other two Baldur's Gate games. This one is from the, like a feature that Larian offered in this one. It's delightful because you can just play around with stuff like, oh, look, there's a barrel of wine over there. I bet I could do something with that. You so can you also be really cheesy and just get like carry boxes with you and just stack a bunch of boxes and just climb up yeah. and get your archer and just shoot. <laughs> that way you have the high ground. Yeah. And yeah. you can just shoot. <laughs> you know. I've noticed yeah. that they do pay attention to high ground and uh, item proficiency. So if you have like a, a really nice bow, but you're not proficient in it, it's just not going to function that well, even right. if it has good stats. And I was, that's what, that was fucking me early on because I had the wrong armor on people. And I said, I didn't take the whole proficiency thing seriously enough. And right. battles were just harder. So once I started paying attention, I realized, okay, yeah, let me just fix that. Battles went yeah. a, lot, a lot easier. And with the high ground, yeah, now I'm, I'm, when I get into a battle, I try to put my archers in some kind of a higher spot when I can. Mm-hmm. But also, I mean, because you got the, 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 the vampire guy. He's a good archer, but he's also a good melee. Because I've got him doing the, the dual-wielding daggers. He can do some damage. Yeah. You know, throw on a little, and you can you can poison your your weapons. You can add like little effects to your weapons. He can he can roll through some stuff. So that's that's fun. The um, what do I say? Misty Step. Yes. Use Misty Step. I like that a lot. That's Misty a great. Step is great. My 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 sorcerer has that too, so she can she can get out of combat, get out of a yeah, bad Misty spot. Step is, I mean, it's just great for positioning. Yeah. I respect. Asterion to make him an assassin, a rogue assassin, instead of whatever bullshit they had him. Oh, okay. Because rogue assassin lets you do your first attack is a critical. Oh. And yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I've I've played five E enough that I know how to min max. Yeah, you're familiar with the actual yeah. game. Yeah, that just he just uh, I just made it so that he does. I, I I gave him I changed his feats to. Make sure he had proficiencies in dual weapon, and so that he could—I I don't know—I just Asterion just just uh, does a ridiculous amount. I gave him like feats in dual weapons and crossbow, mm. so that he could do enough cross. He does crossbow damage. And he does dual weapon damage. I might have so, to do that because so. as he is, he has these extra spells that he uses. I don't really need him to use spells though. Yeah, so, maybe so that's, he's why, like a, that's one of the reasons why I... Because he's like, he's like an arcane trickster or something like that. That's what it and is. He doesn't need to be that shit. No, like, you know, I don't like that, that class. Shit. Maybe I will so, respect him, do something a bit more damage-focused. Yeah, it's a good idea. I do like that you can respect. I haven't respected anyone yet 
because my guys are doing oh, pretty well. A, another good spell is uh, Sanctuary. Sanctuary, yes. So what Sanctuary does is if you cast Sanctuary on someone, they can't be targeted by attacks, spells, or abilities unless they attack. Okay. So Is that a maze spell? It's uh, I think it's a cleric spell. Cleric spell, okay. So it's a really good thing for Shadowheart to do. Oh. So you can either put it on her, so she can go around healing people without worrying about being attacked. Yeah. Or it's a good thing to cast on someone that's in a, a precarious position that you don't want them to get hit. Okay. So it's just it's just a really useful spell. All right. It, it kind of makes them like invulnerable while they're while they're sitting there. I've seen I've seen enemies use that where suddenly yeah. I, I can't hit them and that must be what they're doing. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's, it's it's a good spell. Hmm. No. Sanctuary. So cool. those are there's a, there's a couple of good spells that are really useful. Okay. So have you have you talked to animals? Yes, I have. Yes, I talked, talked to a few. I talked to the dog. Talking to animals, talking to dead are fun. Yeah, talking because I, I was talking to because squirrels. They're they're sort of uh, well, they're squirrely. They're yeah. they're very nervous. I uh, talked to the dog in her camp. He's he's friendly. I try I tried to talk to a cat, but the cat was angry. So I, okay, <laughs> sorry, cat. Um, but yeah, talking to the dead is kind of fun. They don't always respond, but when they do, you can have a good time with that. Yeah, yeah. So I got a little bit of a little bit of both there. And yeah, I think the the dog in the camp, you can you can play with the dog. You can give him a ball. <laughs> yeah, you can throw the ball. Yeah, and the dog will come stretch. out in in battle if you can summon the dog, and the dog will. Like, oh, can you? Yeah, that, one of my guys has a has a summon spell for the dog. Oh, so he, okay. Uh, I think it's uh, I think the barbarian can do that. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, because the dog was in combat. The dog didn't do do much. He's not a very good fighter. There was the part Sorry. where I got to talk to the mushroom okay. people. Oh yeah, it was, kind of, it was kind of funny. <laughs> did they do their dance? Yeah, yeah, they did a little dancing, and I didn't know what to make of that. And they they loaned me one of their buddies to to fight with me. He wasn't very good in combat. Yeah, but he you died. Know, he's there. A, he was fighting, and he just got killed. It's like, oh well. Yeah, <laughs> I I because he has a quest because he's looking for something. He wants yeah. you to kill a guy, so I did that, and I brought the 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 mushroom man over to where we killed him, and then he got mad at me. Like, yeah. he wanted me to do something else I didn't want to, so then he turned on me, so I murdered him. So, I don't know. <laughs> it, it, it's funny, because, like, you've got the ability to raise dead, yeah. but you can't do it on NPCs, which is kind yeah. of a pain in the ass. Mm. So. Yeah, I don't like that. So, yeah, I guess with the where I am in this plot now, I am somewhere in Act 2. So I'm looking at yeah. the Wikipedia. Um, yeah, I'm getting close to the Moonrise Tower, so that's that's gonna be a thing. So yeah, I've not made it to actual to Baldur's Gate to... yet. Oh yeah, you got a long way to go. Yeah. So and but it's I mean it's a big game. It's obviously I, I heard it takes yeah. it's like a hundred hours if you just kind of focus, but if yeah. you wander about a bit and just do everything you can, it can easily be like two hundred hours. Yeah. So it's pretty big, and and there's definitely more to do. I mean they they can easily do a sequel. There there are plenty of stories in D and D. I, I met. I've only met one thing that was sort of like a beholder. It was the uh, the smaller one, the with the one eye. Uh, what they call it? What, they didn't call it a beholder. It was like a oh, an spe- spectator. Oh like yeah, 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 yeah. And that wasn't all that hard to fight because because I played D and D. I know beholders are vulnerable to magic, so I just blasted with magic and took them down. Yeah, it was just I don't know. I'm. Th- this is just one of those games that comes along every now and then where it's 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 going to be. 
remembered for years as as an important game. And yeah, this one's easily getting into my top 10 of all time. I'm curious where you met uh, Elminster because I guess, well, maybe Elminster didn't want to hang out with me because I killed Gale. Perhaps. (laughs) Yeah, because I was, it was in the, that dwarven area underground. Yeah. The, what they call that place? The Grim Grim Forge? Yeah. Once I got, once I took care of everything there and I I activated the forge, as I was leaving, when I went to that next area and I'm, I'm, I'm leaving, you go through a part where, it's, I think it was right near the exit. You're still un, in, underground. Yeah. And there's a guy standing there in, a, in like a red wizard's outfit that looked yeah, like Elminster. Mm-hmm. And he's just standing there. And we talked to him for just like a minute and he didn't have much to say. Just, you know, don't mind me. I'm just, I'm, I'm just an, an old man wandering or something. And okay. And we just left. He didn't, he, he, he seemed to know who, my, who I was, but didn't want to bother me. Yeah. So maybe he'll show up later. I don't know. And maybe the game has that. Maybe the game has all these little optional things that you may or may not see depending on what you do. At least that's the feeling I'm getting from the game. Branching storylines, stuff like that, which is kind of cool. Kind of makes for multiple playthroughs to be, uh, keeps them interesting. Yep. Yeah, because I mean, the other two games were, didn't really have that. You pretty much yeah, had a set path. Yeah, it was pretty Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah, it's a it's good. It's it's doing well. Reviews are are good all the way across. It's 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 doing quite well. Yeah, I mean, if the biggest complaint is uh, the sex is a little bit too frequent, or not even frequent, just it just sort of happened out of the blue, that's not much of a complaint. Mm-hmm. Not much. At one point, I was camping out, and my my main character was just flat out naked. I'm thinking, why is she just buck ass naked? She's just camping. And then you told me there was it was the underwear. Thing so I looked and I don't I don't think I gave her underwear, so I gave her some underwear. Gave her sexy underwear. Some of the outfits are kind of ridiculous. Why are you adventuring in that? <laughs> I mean, it's not as bad as like bikini armor, but it's certainly maybe not practical for camping. Man, I don't know. <laughs> what else are we talking about? Are we are we good on Baldur's Gate? Yeah. Yeah. Any further thoughts in that game? Yeah, it's fun. I mean, I really like it. I, yeah. I I, I want to be playing it now. Yeah, right? <laughs> so there are other things going on in the world other than Baldur's Gate. And we won't get to everything today, unfortunately, because just, there's just so much to do. So I got, uh, oh, a little bit of Vegas news. A little, there was a, a suicide attempt at the Horseshoe Casino, which is one of mine, you know, from my company, where a guy goes into the, into the lobby. It, was, it happened like two days ago. Guy goes into the lobby and shoots himself. And then cops show up and ambulance and all that. So I don't know if he actually succeeded in killing himself, but uh, it happened in the lobby of the casino, which is very rare. Like, no, that just doesn't happen. But suicides in casinos are actually quite common, as I found out. Because people come to Vegas, they gamble, they lose their house and their car and everything because they they have a problem, obviously, and they kill themselves. So, no, Gibbs taking a phone call. One second. Just my dad called me real quick. Okay. Okay. All right. Just making sure, like, no one was dead. Oh, yeah. All geez. Right. Yeah. So, Pulse the parents could be anything. Yeah. It's like, oh, shit. It's like, uh, it's like, oh, God. What, what do they want? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I got, I got my stepdad with his kidney problems. He's not doing well. Like, he's really not doing well. My dad with his dementia. Who, who knows? Like, any call could be bad. Yeah. So, you know, he's just, just, just being, being safe. He's yeah. just making sure. Like, that's like, fair. Do I need to go? Like, right now. 
Yeah, but it's it's a sad state of of, of I guess gambling where people will yeah. will kill themselves because they just lost it all. And yeah, don't do that, folks. Only only gamble what you can afford to lose. You know, budget yourself. You say, here's my fifty bucks. I'm gonna gamble this, and I'll go home. Yeah, I think I've I've talked about it. I watch I, I watch these YouTube videos because mm-hmm. I, I I don't know I, I have a cursory uh, uh, interest in gambling. Now, yeah. I don't think I do it, but I like I, I play some games on my phone and stuff like that. And then yeah, you like the I'll action. watch it on YouTube <laughs> just because I I think it's interesting. But yeah. I I think it's interesting enough to know that it's a bad idea. Yeah, you know. And but I'll I, I ended up watching this one channel, and just. I watched this guy just lose everything, you know? Yeah. And it was like this, this, it, this video was like a couple years ago and it started. This guy had, this guy was doing okay. He was like this video production guy. Yeah. And just every day he was just in the casino playing the exact same machine. Mm. And he would, he would show up like during his lunches and stuff like that. Like every time, every, like every time he had time, he was in the casino, like blowing his, his check, yeah. like just enough to, so that he had enough money to like maybe pay his bills. Mm-hmm. Like, and that was it. Yeah. And eventually he started going over that until yep. he lost his house, his family. He was, he was just constantly going to the pawn shop, the yeah. pawn things, like all of his video equipment he was Ugh. pawning. That's the addiction. That's when it hits when when you are ruining your situation. Yeah. Yeah. He was driving around in his car. Did, have I talked about this? I I think so. I think you might have yeah, mentioned this guy. Yeah. Yeah. And I just remember him driving around in his car, just sprayed himself with the bottle oh. of water because his car. Well, he didn't have air conditioning in his car. I remember the story? He, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I was just like, wow, this fucking guy. And the last video I was watching, he was just like, "Yep, this is." This is homeless TV on YouTube. And I was just like, oh, Jesus Christ. This guy's lost fucking everything. And he was still so upbeat about it. Like, he said he was, he was done gambling. Like, he because, I mean, he didn't have any fucking thing left to gamble, right. you know? <laughs> I mean, when you're done, you're done, you know? Like, Can't gamble with nothing. So It's sad, I mean, because I can know people, plenty of people go and they gamble, they enjoy it, they don't ruin their lives, but... There is that seedy side to gambling, and I work for a casino, which makes me feel a little uncomfortable sometimes being part of that, that people just just, wreck their lives. It's just so weird watching him play like the, and it was always, he'd play the same exact machine. Yeah. That that was his machine. Well, that's his trick. He would touch (laughs) it a certain way, Uh like, it's just like, you know, he had his, like, dude, I mean, I get it. You got your weird superstitions. But it's just a machine. Yeah, you and know, it didn't it's work. Not gonna, it didn't work. He lost it no. all. Yeah, yeah. He lost yeah. his family. He lost uh, fucking everything. So it's his fucking gambling addiction. And I'm like, I, I get it. I mean, you just gotta. You look at those odds, and it's like you're not gonna beat those odds. There's a reason that casino's there. Yeah, those lights know? aren't free. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's just when. I mean, when you're in a relationship, when you're in marriage, that you go through ups and downs, and and when someone's on the downside, you, the other person helps them out. They kind of boost them up and gets them to a better spot. But when you're so down that your spouse is saying, I'm leaving, I'm taking the kids, that's, that's horrible. Right. Yeah, when, they, when, you're, when you are so much of a, of a black hole that they just need to get away from you right. or they're going to ruin their life. Oy. So, yeah, but it's, it's people just, people kill themselves. In, and they, but they usually do it in the hotel rooms. I mean, where did they get the gun, though? I mean, you know, you're, you've gambled everything away. How do you buy a gun? I don't know. Oy. 
Not fun. Not fun. No. No. But you know who else is dead? Is Paul Rubens. Oh. Pee Wee Herman. How sad is that? Yeah, I heard that and I was very sad. I like that guy. He's a funny guy. He was a funny guy. I mean, Pee Wee's... Pee-wee's Big Adventure is such an amazing fucking movie. Oh, yeah. I just watched that a few months ago because my, my friend David had never seen it. And uh, he, we watched it, and he's just like, this was funny as hell. It's, it's a great little movie. But it was, it was so sad when Pee-wee got busted for the, the porno theater thing. I remember hearing that and thinking, I, isn't that what they're supposed to do in those theaters? I mean, it's so unfair. Like, it's the well, only reason he, he got spo- caught is because someone fucking recognizes it. Right. Him. He he had been anybody else. They just like oh some no dude's kind of jacking it. Like I, I never like, blamed him for that. That's just you know. And that was that was like pre-internet days, so we didn't really have right. the internet right. porn. Yeah, you could buy magazines and stuff, but right. it was a different time. So I, yeah, that's that's fine. Good that old fucking jacket, ones. Jesus Christ! Like yeah. I mean, that totally like wrecked his career. Yeah, just, yeah. I mean, he he made comebacks. He still did stuff. He was in some shows and movies and. But he, his career should have been much better. He never should have been. That never should have happened. Bunch of assholes. I mean, people really like, people really enjoy watching famous people fail and fall. Like, it's, a, it's yeah. the American pastime. <laughs> it's watching. sick. Why, yeah, why do we, why? I don't, I don't want to see people fall. I know. Especially it's people because like. they have what we don't have. And it's like, uh, they, we, we're oh, jealous. Yeah. yeah. The money. Yeah. But he did okay. Like, he was in, uh, what did he do? He did a few movies. I mean, he was in the Buffy movie as the vampire. That was funny. And then he kind of reprised that role in, I think he was in What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah. Yeah. So that's funny. Well, let me see. Let me go to his, his IMDb. What's, what There's he- a, I, I watched part of the, uh, she did another Pee Wee movie. Yeah. Right? On Netflix. Yeah. And, there's a scene and it's fucking hysterical. Like he's, <laughs> he's like making like a, oh, he's with like Amish people or something. Right. Yeah. Um, they asked Pee Wee what he does for fun or something like that. And he goes, okay. And it's just long ass fucking scene. What's funny is that it, how long this cut is of this scene. It's not what he does that's funny. It's funny how long this goes on because yeah. it's so uncomfortable <laughs> because it's just weird. Yeah. And he start he pulls out a balloon and he starts blowing up the balloon <laughs> and it's like this should not have been one to like. This should not have been the take they should have used, yeah. but they used it. And they just kept, he's blowing up the balloon and he's like struggling a little bit. Like, and he's still going yeah. and he's blowing it up and he's blowing it up. And he's like, he's got like doing that laugh. You know, he's like he's blowing it up and he's blowing it up. Yeah. And finally he's got the balloon and he's blowing it up. And he just does the thing where he like, you open up the balloon and he makes the weird sound, you know, <laughs> and he's just looking at him and he make and he starts, he, he just goes, me, 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 <laughs> till the whole balloon is empty. Yep. This thing goes on for like way too long. This scene goes on <laughs> way too long. But isn't that Paul <laughs> Rubens? He's just this sort of goofy that's, figure, you know, that's, that's yeah, very much him. It's so awkward, but it's so hysterical because that's what they used. Yeah. And that's what they did. It's like, who who said this was a good idea? But it's so that's what makes it funny. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's that's good stuff. 
But he's, let's see. I mean, yeah, he did some voiceover stuff. I remember seeing him in the show Gotham, the -hmm. Batman show, because he played played Penguin's father in that show. (laughs) <laughs> and, but he, but multiple. It wasn't a cameo. Like he was in multiple episodes. He was a regular player in that in that episode in that uh, series. That was paging Mister Herman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's so stupid. That's, that's just, dude, he's in the movie of his movie, not, and he can't use his own voice. No, which is so it's so great. <laughs> but then the guy playing him is just like this handsome fella. Who just yes. talks normal? I know you are, but what am I? Paging <laughs> <laughs> Mister Herman, have a telephone call at yeah. the front desk. <laughs> it's so good. Mm. Uh, what a great movie! Yeah, he was in the Blacklist. Oh. Wow, that's a, that's a drama. That's not even a comedy. Oh, mm. let's see what else he did there. He was in. Uh, oh. Just rolling through. He was in some kind of <laughs> Tron mouth, show. Wow. He's over enunciating with his mouth so hard. Oh yeah, with the in the, the voiceover. Yes, <laughs> yes. So good. Yeah. Well, that was early Tim Burton though. That's when he was still trying yeah. to trying to find his way. That's when he was good. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. He, he definitely had a career. I'm looking at his IMDb. A lot of like singular role, roles in TV shows, and he was on Reno 911. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah, so he, he had a career, but yeah, it, it just got sidetracked for a little while. Should have been better. But I'm glad he was he, he did his thing. Yeah, 45 episodes of Pee-wee's Playhouse. I mean, Pee-wee's Playhouse, that was a staple of my childhood, of our childhood. Because uh-huh. that show would be on, it was like Saturday mornings. I think the thing about that show was once Pee-wee's Playhouse was over, it was, the TV was done for the day. We had to go out and play. Like it was the end of morning cartoons. I mean... I feel like I saw the. I mean, Pee Wee's Big Adventure happened before Pee Wee's Playhouse, right? Uh, let me see. Pee Wee's Playhouse was 1986 to 1990, and Pee Wee's Big Adventure was 1985. So, yes. Yeah, so I guess the movie came first. Well, there was something called I, the, the Pee Wee Herman show in, in 81. That's just a TV movie. And then we get to, yes, yeah, so then the movie happened, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, and then Pee-wee's Playhouse was like a follow-up of that. Yeah, okay. I didn't know, I thought the show came first, but I guess I'm wrong. Interesting. Yeah, I just, I, I, I just recall it being, having seen that movie first, yeah. and then going to the TV show, I just remember it being weird. It was like, why, is this, this whole thing is strange, yeah. you know? I mean, the movie was, I mean, it's a kid's movie, but it was so weird as it was, to be almost in t- at times not. I mean, it's kind of creepy in parts. It was that movie was just all over the place. Anybody yes. could enjoy it. The show seemed to be a bit more kid centric. Right. You got the talking couch, stuff like that. Zombie. Yeah. Yeah. Wait a minute. There were some famous people in that show too. Let me see. Phil Hartman was in there. Lawrence Fishburne. He was a uh, cowboy Curtis. Yeah few other people and nobody else i recognize so a couple of people yeah so paul rubens is dead he was 70 we will miss you peewee did you get a chance to see the barbie movie i did what'd you think of it what did i think of it it was fine i it thought was, it was funny yeah i i didn't dislike it um it was all right <laughs> i'm sorry i it, it was it was original yeah I enjoyed its originality. I think that 
anyone who has anything against it didn't understand it. Yeah. <laughs> and they didn't understand what it was trying to do. And, yeah. I mean, it pushed know, its point pretty hard at you at times. Yeah, yes, but I think that the point that it was trying to push wasn't the point that people maybe think it was. Yeah, you know, yeah, that that they're imposing on it, like these right wing ridiculous people think that it's some type of. Uh, I don't know what they think it is, but it's not that you know. <laughs> right, right. You know, it's like they're thinking, oh, they're just saying how bad men are and how women are like. No, that's not what it's trying to do. I mean, there was you know, a little bit not- of of men behaving badly, but it was it, w- it wasn't really the point. Yeah, like that's not that's what you got out of this. That's yeah, all. That was like, a small like, part of it. And even like then, even when like when Ken and the other other Kens were were kind of being like douchey guys. They got better at the end. At the end, Ken yeah. finally had that big moment of realizing that his value was not dependent on his relationship. He's right. his own man, which I think was a very positive message. I just, I don't understand. Like, what did you, like, I'm not sure what they expected from the, well, I, I don't know what they expected from the Barbie movie. Like, I, you know. If you look at the preview, you see this is going to be a weird, existential, kind of bizarre movie. Right. And right. it was. What's funny, though, is I read this article, it was in the Huffington Post, where apparently this movie has been ending relationships because these couples will go see it and the guy will react poorly and the woman will be like, really? That's what you took from this movie? Right. Like, uh, it was, uh, let me see. Uh, people, yeah, people are breaking up over this movie. Oh, here we go. This one lady said, did anyone watch Barbie and suddenly want to break up with their boyfriend or is that just me? The boyfriend apparently said, are you crying at, at a couple points in the movie? Uh, you're just a guy, never understand how difficult. Yeah, so like, the, like women would be crying at certain parts because there were some emotional moments, and yeah. the guy would be like, Are you crying? Like he didn't understand what was going on, which is, you know, that kind of happened with other things like with Trump, with the abortion ban, stuff like that. All these, these, these big issues where couples are realizing, I don't even like my partner anymore. They're not right. the person I thought they were. Right. Which I think is kind of hilarious. Yeah, I was so invested in the movie that I really didn't even recognize how he was perceiving it until he asked, are you crying two or three times throughout? <laughs> we, I mean, I cried a little bit. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was some nice moments. Yeah, and that, that's just like a funny little, little side effect of that movie. Um, yeah, Barbie helped me graduate out of a cycle of overextending myself into spaces or around people I don't truly resonate with. Yeah, to get back to discover myself. So it's, it's, yeah, that's kind of a neat aspect to the movie. Hmm. If you go well, see how, it with a guy who says, Ken did nothing wrong, patriarchy is good, then you need to get rid of him. <laughs> Ken did nothing wrong. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm. I mean, my only problem with the movie was just uh, uh, Will Ferrell, just because he was just so Will Ferrell the whole it time. It was just kind of shoehorned into it. Yeah, they didn't need him. I think I think they should have picked a better actor who yeah. wouldn't make it about himself. Yeah, something a little more down, a little more subtle. Yeah, and I felt the the Rhea Perlman like creator of Barbie thing was kind of shoehorned into and didn't yes. really fit. Yeah. It was like you're shoving this person in here because they created Barbie, but they don't really need to be in this movie. Yeah. And like that's like I feel like that's its own movie, you know? Yeah. About the person that created Barbie. You well, know? they could do an and, actual like biopic about that, like they've done with some other stuff recently. 
Just, yeah, let's do a, a movie about her, about how she, the, her journey. Like, make it a real, you know, a biography. Yeah. So, yeah, that's cool. No, I just, I just, I was, I was just bringing it up because I got this article about how it's ending relationships, which is, hmm. I think that's good. I mean, that's, but that's how relationships are, where at some point you will eventually learn who your partner is if you stay with them long enough, who they really are. Right. And if it takes going to a movie to realize, oh, this person doesn't fit with me. Well, that's good. Now you can move on and find a better partner. You can find someone who likes the Barbie, Barbie movie. Yeah, I didn't dislike it. It was fine. Yeah, I enjoyed it. it. I, I don't know if I need to, to own it, but it was. I, yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad I saw it opening weekend. And it was with the, the audience and everything. It was a good time. So the last thing we, we're going to talk about before we jet out of here, conventions, because we both went to things. You went to Gen Con. I went to Evo. Evo? What's Evo? Evo? Evo is a fighting game tournament they have in Vegas every oh, summer. Oh, shit. Yeah. That, I've, first time I've ever been there. It's a three-day event. I only went to one day, just a, just a Friday night, because I wasn't even sure what to expect. And I went there with, with Byron, and he actually went the whole weekend, I think. Evo, yeah, it's a fighting game tournament they have here in, in the summertime. And I think in wintertime they have it in Tokyo. So it's an international thing. And it was a blast. It was, they had it over at Mandalay Bay, with the, the, the convention area. I've, I've been there before just for other conventions. And it was fun because you, you can, I didn't get to play in the game because I'm not good at fighting games, but I think you can sign up to be a participant if you're, if you're good enough. And then they run you through the, um, what, the elimination where you do a bunch of matches and, and they'll boil it down to the, the main people. In fact, when I was waiting outside, waiting to go in, I heard three guys, like three guys walked up in front of me just were chatting and they were in the tournament. And they were just talking about it like it was, it was so serious. And I was like, wow, these are the people that play the game. This is why they're good at it, because they take it seriously. They're talking about the different move sets and skills and talking about other players they played up against. It was really probably the nerdiest thing I've ever been a part of. Wow. Like this was pure nerddom. When you go in there, there's this arcade area where you can play free arcade games. And where we played, the two games we played a lot were Killer Queen and, oh, Killer Queen's really good. Yeah, and some kind like of that. Puyo Puyo. Killer Queen Queen was a blast because you can play yeah, up to I played that at Gen Con. So up to ten fun. players, I think. Because one Is person that plays. We can play on. Uh, we could play. Not yet. It's coming. It's coming to home home systems though. Oh God damn it! Yeah, I don't know if it's coming to PC though. Oh boo! That was fun. Uh, yeah, because it's because the game is you. It's one person is the queen. And the other yeah. people can play the drones, and everyone has to kind of protect the queen. It was a blast, though. Yeah, it was a good game. That was where we just had random people coming up. And it was funny because there was, there was one woman, and I'm thinking, oh, a woman. How about that? You know. And there, but there were guys there who were like the classic. Wow. It's for Windows. You can get, it was released on October 11th, oh, yeah. 2019. Really? For Windows. No shit. And it's on the Switch. Switch and um, February. 20th. Oh, it's called Killer Queen Black. Okay, well, we'll have to look into it. But it was funny, just I was flanked by people who, uh, the, they didn't smell so good sometimes. Oh, like, God. Your classic yeah. stinky nerd. And I'm thinking, dude, this is, this is a, a cliche. What are we doing? <laughs> what is this crap? But it was, uh, it was fun, though. Yeah, but the, and they were, it was only Friday night, so they weren't doing, the tournament hadn't begun. The tournament was, I think, the next day. This was more like the, the pre-fights and all that. But it was fun because there were all these stages and <clears throat> people were playing games on these giant screens. Did I send you pictures? No. I must send some pictures. 
says it's available on Steam. I do not see it. Oh, wait, there it is. Oh, it's no longer available on Steam's. Steam's there was an older version from like 10 years ago. I think it's been out for a while. Yeah. All right, I sent you an invite to your Gmail for my online photo album. Mm. So you can just go grab that, but it's, I've got it up here. Yeah, there's the free arcade area, which had, and there's a lot of old retro games there, like a ton of stuff from like early, early video games. My, my, my frustration with the, uh, the arcade version of this was the, the buttons didn't work as well as I would have liked. Okay. For some, well, sometimes. And it was just like you're, you're mashing the buttons and they're not working and you're like, what uh, the fuck? Well, it was sort of like Joust. Yeah. So you really got to like mash them hard to, to get, him, get your guy flying around. But it was, uh, let's see. And then the games, I mean, they had, they had the new Street Fighter, Street Fighter Six. They had Mortal Kombat 1. They had the new King of Fighters. They had Tekken. They had all kinds of wacky shit. Stuff I didn't even even recognize. They have a new version of DDR, the Dance Dance Revolution, where you don't step on buttons. It's just a giant pad. So you can just step anywhere. So I thought that was kind of cool. I don't play those games, but I thought it was a neat, a neat update. Nice. They had a retro console area where people were playing on Dreamcast. Wow. And I saw that. I said, wow, fucking Dreamcast. That was the system. I mean, the system failed. But when it was coming out, I remember you and I talking about it, how the hardware was just so cool. It's true. Built-in modem, all kinds of shit. They had people playing on Steam decks hooked up to little TVs. Oh, nice. Uh, what else? There was a whole section where you, where you could buy anime stuff, like uh, pictures and, and posters, stuff like that. Some of them uh, were kind of racy, you know, stuff I probably wouldn't want to hang up in my house. But it was uh, some nice artwork. And there was a little bit of cosplay, not too much. I think the cosplay happened uh, the following days. Oh, gotcha. But there were some people so running busy around. trying to win. Yeah. See, I think Byron bought a shirt. Yeah, I found some game called Puyo Puyo Esports. I think it's actually called Puyo Puyo Champions. That was fun as hell. I'm going to buy that game as soon as I can on like a home console or something. That was a blast. And uh, that was about it. Yeah, we, we had dinner at one of the restaurants in, in, in the casino, which was cool. Had, uh, had a steak. It was nice. It was just a nice Friday night out because I just, I just don't go out much. It was, it was nice to get out with a buddy. But I was tol- telling that to, uh, to Alan, and Alan said, wait a minute. So this is like a whole thing. He's heard about it. He said, you know, maybe next summer I'll come to Vegas, and we'll just go for the whole three days. We'll make it a thing. So that could be a thing to get, to get Alan to come to Vegas. Mm, nice. So, yeah, I, th- I think I would like to do that. Do the full three days, maybe take a couple extra days off around it, make it like a nice big long weekend and just, just nerd out. And was, the only thing I did wrong was when I showed up, I was still wearing my work shirt, which is just a white polo shirt. And mm-hmm. I felt out of place because everyone was wearing a nerdy shirt with like graphics and stuff on it. And I'm thinking, <laughs> I have like 30 graphics tees. I should have just brought one. That, that is a little weird. Yeah. I don't know why you'd wear why, that. Why am I walking around with like a businessman? I'm walking around like I've had sex with women. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that was a good time. I recommend it. You know, if you're in town when it happens, we'll do it. Yeah. yeah you got to come to Vegas too. Yeah, that's true. Dress out here. Absolutely. There's yeah. all kinds of stuff like that. So. Yeah. But Gen Con, you went to Gen Con. Yeah. I went for the whole shebang for yeah. Gen Con. I, I went early. Um, we drove out to Indianapolis yep. from here in Frederick. So that was a eight, with, nine hour drive. You went with Mike and someone My else? My friend Mike and um, who else went? Kenny. Yeah, because I so, met Mike. Uh, Mike was at, in the wedding. Yeah, I remember Mike. So, uh, Mike yeah, yeah, Mike was fun. So, 
Yeah, so we, we went out there. And uh, we we initially had a uh, bit of an issue. We got oh. the hotel uh, because apparently Mike, uh, when he got the hotel room, uh, booked the next week as opposed to the uh, week that we were staying. He did the wrong dates? <laughs> yes. Oh. He got the wrong dates, oh. which explained why the rates were so good. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that was a little terrifying that yeah. we had. Nowhere to stay, and the biggest the biggest uh, thing that uh, Indianapolis has in the uh, you know oh boy. <laughs> so boy. that was that was terrifying. <laughs> so we were lucky enough that there was that the hotel because we were staying in a room that uh, a hotel that was uh, about 10, 10, 15 minutes away yeah. from the um, convention center. So luckily. They had cancellations, oh. so we were able to um, get a room. Okay, uh, granted at a higher price than that we were we were wanting to stay. Yeah, that we wanted to pay, but <laughs> it was either that or not have a room. Okay, so, <laughs> so you paid a paid a pretty penny, but you got your room. We did. Yes. Did you have one room? Yeah, we okay. had one room, two beds, one room. Okay, so so a little bit of cuddling, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so there was that. The. Uh, we were pretty much only there to sleep, you know. It's not right. like we were there for and shower, yet. hopefully. Yeah, and shower. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Oh God, the smells. Uh huh. So, I mean, Gen Con's about hundred thousand people. Yeah. So it's a big, it's a big convention, and man, I mean that um, the biggest group of people is probably the merch hall, mm. which is just a sea of humanity, and the smell <laughs> is just. Because there's times you're moving, right? And just you get stuck behind people because oh. it's just there's just so many people and you can't move because like there's nowhere to go because yeah. there's just people and just the smells just start to waft up at you and you're like, the fuck? <laughs> what people? is going on with these people? Like the fuck? Why do you, why does everything smell like ass? Yeah. Why does it just smell like ass? Or you're walking and you walk through a cloud. <laughs> yeah. Did that a few times. And it's so bad. And you're just like, what the fuck? The, I mean, these are, but these are adults. These are people yes. who drove and flew here, but they can't get their hygiene figured out. Yeah. Why? It's rough. Why? And it just hits you. You're like, oh. Oh, yeah. like it's just it's just it's it's frustrating. So you have to learn how to kind of zigzag. Like you mm. can't like follow the flow of traffic. Okay. It's very that hull is very grid like. So you have to know not to follow the grid. Okay. And kind of serpentine <laughs> <laughs> through things. Yeah. And just just don't just don't go straight because you'll get stuck. So and you will not be able to go anywhere, and you'll get stuck in the smells. Oof. But there's just so much cool stuff. Um, let's see, what kind of cool stuff did I do? I um, I played all kinds of cool games. I played. Let's see, I played Car Wars, which Car is Wars? Steve Jackson. Yes, Car Wars is a Steve Jackson's game. It's a board game. Okay. Where basically you have a bunch of people that drive around cars. Uh, they've got little car miniatures yeah. and they're shooting and throwing grenades at each other <laughs> and they're smashing into each other. It's kind of like Warhammer, but with cars. Okay. So car wars. Vehicles. And, uh, yeah, it's been around for a long time. Uh, yeah. It's in 1980. So, yeah. I'm seeing it right here. Yeah. Wow. Okay. But <laughs> it was neat to kind of play with designers of the game. Yeah. 
And uh, I, I got to ask him. A, I got to ask him a really cool question because uh, my friend D, who used to work for Games Workshop, uh, used to play Car Wars. And he, I remember him telling remember him telling me a story how he used to play Car Wars, and he when he was playing once he had a bus, a school bus. Yeah. And he loaded up the bus with children, and they gave them all handguns. <laughs> and he what? was. <laughs> yes, this is a thing you could do in car wars. Okay, and and he would he would drive up next to people and just have all the children shoot people <laughs> with the handguns. <laughs> and I asked him, I was like, "Is this a thing you could do in car wars?" And he was like, "And I asked the developer this, and he was like, yes, <laughs> but there's a reason why we're on version six now.' <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my! A lot of people stop playing car wars because of things like that. Oh, so, you can't do that anymore. <laughs> oh. But I mean, you know, it's schools. Kids have to defend themselves now. You know, it's <laughs> give them guns. Oh my god! Yes, but also people would be shooting the children. So yeah, yeah, there's multiple problems. Or throwing grenades at the children. So. <laughs> But it'd be it would be really funny. Like the cars would smash into each other, and then they'd just start lobbing grenades like mm. into each other's cars. Oh wow! <laughs> it's just really funny. That's so, wild. That was fun. Uh, I played a really good game called um, Terraforming Mars. It was a dice game, okay. uh, which is based on another board game called Terraforming Mars. Mm. So that was really fun. It was kind of like a combination of Settlers of Catan and Civilization. Okay. So that was really good. I played a lot of Magic the Gathering. Well, not really. Actually, I played one thing of Magic the Gathering. I got to meet the creators of Dragonlance. Mm, nice. Yeah, I talked to them for a little bit. They were really nice. Uh, they spelled my name wrong. Oh. It's fine. When they signed my book, but that's okay. <laughs> it's a tough one. I don't name. know how you spelled Gabe wrong. They just didn't put the E on there. That's fine. <laughs> You're Gab. <laughs> yeah, I'm Gab. So, I... Uh, <laughs> I uh, what else did I do? There's just there was just so much stuff. They had a bunch of pin. They had a bunch of pinball games, but they were charging way too much. It was like uh, it, it was way too much to play these pinball games. I was like, no, fuck this. I have, so, to, I have I, to charge. That kind of sucks. They charge. Yeah, for yeah. They they had the pinball games, but then they had an open arcade. Yeah. So that was like you paid like ten dollars and you got in. You could play as much as you want. You know. This is interesting. Because the arcade at, at my thing was free. We we paid to get into the show. It was like $50 for the ticket. Yeah. But then we could play the arcade as much as we want, which is free. Yeah. Gen Con's all about is getting as much money from you as possible. Oh, okay. The drinks were so expensive. Oh, yeah. It was like $5 for like a soda. You know, oh, everything was so expensive. Yeah, it was really, it was really expensive. The food was really expensive. Mm. I had the most amazing... I know you're in the land of food, yeah. but I, I, I went to this cart and they had um, a breakfast sandwich that was a um, it was sausage, egg, uh, and cheese uh, on a donut. On a donut? Yes. Wow. And it was amazing. <laughs> and yeah. it was just this random cart. And, and it was so good. I, I went back to them and I was like, I had to stop them and I was like, this is amazing. Like yeah. I'm just telling you that this is amazing. Like this is so good. Wow. Like this is an amazing thing. I just have to tell you. Yeah. I have to stop and let it you was know that, that my good. soul, my soul is happy from having eaten this thing. Like it was so good. Yeah. Like I'm having an existential moment eating this donut breakfast sandwich. Like I'm a man. I'm a connoisseur. 
of breakfast food, and this is this is top tier. <laughs> so it was so good. I was so happy. So and I had ice cream. I got a I got a bowl of ice cream. Yeah. And it's Superman ice cream. You ever had Superman ice cream? No. What is that? It's like yellow, blue, and red ice cream. Superman <laughs> ice cream. And the, the great thing about Superman ice cream is you never quite know what flavor it's going to be. Oh, yeah. It's just like random flavors. Okay. Yes. <laughs> but the colors are going to be the same. Yeah. So. Red, blue, and yellow. Yes. So you got to figure, well, red's probably strawberry, blue, maybe no, blueberry. it's none of those things. Oh, it's not? <laughs> maybe it's a, so it could be a flavor, it could be food coloring, you just don't know what you're getting. Yeah, it's, it's none of those things. But it was good. Oh, I was so happy. I was so happy. <laughs> I was just sitting on, I was literally just sitting on the floor, just enjoying the food. It was so good. I mean, good so. food really does make us happy. Just, it's, it is, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a thing. It's an emotional thing. So. Uh, I played um, the new Disney card game, uh, Lorcana. Yeah. That there was a there was a lot of controversy about that Lorcana. because the lines, the lines for that were insane. No. Uh, literally, people were camping out inside Gen Con okay. overnight inside mm. the convention center yeah. so that they could get to the merch hall to buy the card game mm. so they could just sell it on eBay. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. It was, it was kind of madness. Yeah. If you're going to one of these conventions, you got to figure you, you should be there because you want to be there for the stuff to experience right. it, not to make money. Yeah. 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 I was just watching people like, this is your vacation. Like, this is what you're doing. You're just mm. sitting here. Yeah. Literally the line was practically out the door. Okay. Like there were thousands of people in this line and it was really funny. Well, I think tragic is the word I'm looking for. Yeah. It was really tragic because <laughs> they had this huge line. And then right as it opened up, they took away the the all the information about the line. Like they took the uh like the front of the line information. They just the people from um the convention center from Gen Con, because the line was being um run by the um uh, the company's name is Ravensburger. Mm. The uh, uh, they were they were running the line. Yeah. But Gen Con was like, oh, we don't have lines, and they just removed all the line information. Oh. So all the people that were waiting in line, it, it just became this madhouse, and they all just rushed the uh, the doors. Yeah. So it became this insane thing, and people got crushed up against the doors. Oh my! Because people were trying to get in as fast as possible wow. so that they could buy this children's card game <laughs> so, with Elsa and Mickey Mouse. Yeah, I guess it would be for the kids, yeah. Yeah, it is. It is designed for children. This is it's why like we get made fun of. <laughs> and it's all these fucking neckbeards. Yeah. You know? so, yeah, and the neckbeards thing. Neck beards that haven't showered. Yeah, how I, that's, yeah, we, uh, please, please uh, fellow nerds, just shower, shower, Brush your teeth, floss. Yes. Wear clothes that don't have holes in them. Yes. You know, you, you're probably not going to get laid at the convention, but that's not, you, you, it's not why you're there. You just don't want to gross people out. I mean, there was one guy that had a shirt that said, I love hot milfs. Maybe he got laid. <laughs> like, maybe that worked for him. Maybe. That's kind of maybe, funny. Maybe that was the, that, that was the key. <laughs> maybe that worked for him. Maybe a hot I, milf I saw the shirt. So I'm, it's like, I'm oh, that. hey, I'm a hot milk. I've been looking for you. <laughs> uh -huh. Oh, man. 
but uh, I met uh, I met a professional wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, <laughs> it's kind of funny. I, I was I was wearing a wrestling shirt, and some guy walked up to me. He's like, "Hey, do you know that uh, uh, Brandon Cutler's going to be here?" Yeah. Like what? <laughs> like he's just he's just he is a low tier <laughs> professional wrestler, but he. Uh, he worked with uh, Upper Deck to make a wrestling card game, uh-huh. and uh, for a, the wrestling company AEW. Oh, I see. And, yeah, uh, there he is. Yeah, and uh, he, uh, yeah, he. Sure enough, he was there, and so yeah. I went there and got in line. And me and my friend Mike, we were standing in line. Yeah, and as of course, well, the thing is, if you're standing in line, people will come up to you and say, "Hey, what's his line for?" And we were <laughs> like, "Brandon Cutler." And people were like. <laughs> Who? <laughs> you were like, you're like the greatest wrestler of all time, <laughs> and people would just roll their eyes and walk away. <laughs> so, nah, they're looking for uh, the milk. He was really nice. He was a really nice guy. Yeah, he, I got him to sign my my wrestling play mat. Hmm. I got him to sign all kinds of stupid shit. I uh, I went around and uh, I got to talk to the guy who made Cyberpunk. Oh, really? How cool. Like, literally invented the Cyberpunk. Like system, mm. <laughs> so I think you probably saw my Facebook post about that. So. Oh, nice. I think but, I did. Uh, he he, uh, he um, I, I talked about that. I said I, I said I don't know much about cyberpunk. You know, I didn't really get into it until I played the video game. So yeah. I was talking. It was funny because there's well, there's a couple funny things about it. So I I recognized him immediately because. One, he's one of the few African American people in gaming. Ah. So, and he's an older gentleman. Gotcha. So he kind of he kind of stands out amongst all the white people. <laughs> the sea of know? whiteness. Yes, yeah. exactly. So I was like, oh, and he was at the booth. And I was like, oh, that must be the guy who made Cyberpunk. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like, that must be him. So. He didn't have, like, nobody was talking to him. I was like, mm. why is no one talking to the guy who made Cyberpunk? He's right there, you know? So I went up to him, and I was like, let me buy a book. <laughs> like, what's the latest fucking Cyberpunk thing? So I just yeah. bought a book. And I was like, hey, you know, I bought a book. You signed the book. And, and I started talking to him. I was like, you know, I'm not really, I wasn't really into Cyberpunks until I started playing the game. Then, yeah. then I got into it because I was like, it's really fucking cool. <laughs> so... And he was like, yeah, he was like, I really love the game. He's like, one of the things I like to do in the games, I like to drive around in my car and go from Night City to the desert and watch the sunset. Mm. And I'm like, that's so cool. Yeah. Like, I mean, how cool is it to make like your own world and then be able to like kind of live in it? Right. You know? I was like, that's so cool for you. Like, I'm like cool. Like, I thought that was really awesome. Like, he was, he was just really nice. That's cool. Like, I was just talking a bit about the lore. And I was I was telling him how I thought that <laughs> I, I thought that um, Keanu Reeves was really phoning it in when <laughs> when I first started playing, but then I realized that's just the character. Right. That's what Johnny. That's what Johnny Silverhand is like. He's just an asshole. Yeah. So, but but then I was like, he just. But then he really grew on me, and I yeah. was like, I, and I asked him, I was like, how do you how do you feel about? Johnny Silver, like, he he thought that he did he did a really great job yeah. of being Johnny Silverhand. So yeah, you played, character. yeah, you played yeah, a lot. Of that, played it to right? the end, yeah, yeah. So, but he thought he did a really good job. But yeah, he was really nice. That's good. So, That's good. So I got to meet him. He was really nice. So I went around and uh, I met a bunch of Magic of the Gathering artists and yeah. got him to sign a bunch of shit. So that was fun. Cool. Gen Con is really fucking awesome. Yeah. I had a really good time compared to my last time I went to Gen Con. Hmm. It sucked. So, this time, I had my expectations ready. I knew what I was getting into, and I had a 
probably one of my best vacations ever. That's awesome. So, yeah, I've noticed that about going to new places. The first time can sometimes be jarring, where you're yeah. just overwhelmed and not really sure what to expect. So it's just it's a bit much. Once you go back, then you can really enjoy it. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. So look yeah. at us. We both went to a couple of nerdy convention thingamabobs. It's awesome stuff. Yep. All right. Yeah, well, I think we'll go ahead and call it a day. Yep. Yeah, it's a fun episode. I think we had a good time. This has been uh, very heavy on the video games and, and, and all that kind of stuff. That's fine. Perhaps next month that will be better. My illness yes. and all that. All right. Well, folks, thanks for listening to our little podcast, and we'll see you next time with more shenanigans. That sounds good. I like shenanigans. Shenanigans. Bye maybe, now. Maybe, the, maybe we can pay the grease man to join us. Oh, our third third microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Waddle doodle. Hey, buddy. Just, just, just have every every couple minutes, just have him just shout something like, Waddle doodle. <laughs> he doesn't have to participate in the conversations directly. He can just kind of be our, you know, our guy. Just be like, I'm wailing away. <laughs> <laughs> grease man, what do you think about Gen Con? Hey, MILFs. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Let me look at the Hubble Gaga handbook here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're out of here. Uh, see you next time. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to WNOD. This concludes our podcast day. Huh? Nagaga? <laughs> I'm over here now. Today's episode of Baldur's Gate 3 is sponsored by a mental breakdown and the number 2. Welcome to fantasy spelling, kids. Think you know how to pronounce it? <laughs> I think not. Sight read this, bitch. The village of min- uh, it's illicit, but with a lisp. Illicit? T-Narath. It's northern. T-Narath. It sounds like the kind of name that would be shouted over a playground. Justicia! Chlamydia! Come and get your dinner! It's a well-sexy tadpole. Oh god, that was a mental image I didn't need. It's got suspenders on and legs for some reason. I haven't even read one line yet. How has it got weird already? <laughs> I did start it, but you cast me, so I'm blaming you. Who did this word with four apostrophes in it? What the fuck? That is some fantasy bullshit right there. Whatever you say, script. All right, well, I'm trying to do my job, but they keep saying exposed brain. It's a tiny groovy spider. Tiny dancing spiders are in your eyes. But that's the thing. If that occurred in this script, it wouldn't be like a what? It'd just be like, oh, okay. Dancing eye spiders. Why not? Sure. Must be Thursday. Dancing eye spiders is the most normal thing I've done all day. Oh, and you're a big scary player character. What level are you now? Is it two? Oh, <gasps> You were so scary.
You're so scary. This is my favourite line, I think, in the game so far, because the idea of a boat beckoning makes me really happy. <laughs> Just like, come aboard, sailor. It curls its rudder at you enticingly. Come on, get on my deck, love. Right. <clears throat> Stern face. Well, you see, that's what I do. I'm a professional mouth hole air breather. I deserve a fucking medal for that. I didn't laugh at the word box. <laughs> yeah, everything's fine. <laughs> Calm. Breathe. It's okay. The line can't hurt you anymore. We're all flagging, love. It's 4.58. Nobody talks to me. Nobody ever talks to me. I'm only the fucking dungeon master. It's fine. It's fine. You all just have conversations with each other. Mocap bastards. I'm just here. In a booth, losing my shit. It's fine. It's fine. Nobody talks to me. <laughs> I just want a snack and somebody to ask me to roll a dice. Just once. <laughs> yeah, but it's never for me. It's never for me. Hi, editor. It's me again. Sorry in advance. Come on, ladies. Get your tadpoles wriggling. Chewing on the scenery is a mealy little Anemia tiger. You may know me from such things as lying on the sofa eating cheese for several months. I will inhale treacle until I am dead. Hooray! What does this word mean? I can make up words too. Thanks. I'll expect my BAFTA in the post. Fucking hell. They should have that category. Just a list of the lines that you've managed to say without crying. (laughs) No, shut up, shut up. I'm enjoying myself. Also, this is line 666, the line of evil. It's the scent of Avernus, new by Calvin Klein. It sort of smells of, like, rotten egg. (laughs) Terror. Quit. Fuck. Terrafuck. That's my new death metal band. If you fancy Astarian, you might want to consider therapy. <laughs> I was so damaged, I must have him. Enjoy the fantasy and then call a therapist. It's a two-step thing and it's very important you do both. Wow, Tummy. That was quite the Jurassic Park sound effect. <laughs> Lunchtime. Josh. Josh. Now, really. No, in fact, not Josh. I can't blame you for this. Larian. Can we have a word about line 19? Gail's magic flute is ready to be played. Wow, I am a patronising bitch today. No filth for you. Ha ha, you rolled badly. Pornography's for closers. You realise you're talking to an internet. Internet devourer. Raises hand, guilty as charged. (laughs) That's my technique for seducing a young noble, apparently. The parasites say, hey, he's already injured. Maybe just kill him a bit. Don't call me a nerd. You're a nerd. We're all nerds here. Because there's always somebody who's like, no, I want to do a perception check on that. And that, and that, and that. Yes, feel free to waste our time. No, no, that's good. It's Curiosity is, is not always dangerous. The world continues to turn while you read everything. You should see the eye acting I'm doing with this. It's splendid. <laughs> There's a lot of, like, eyeball stuff. We like to undulate. Me? I can't steal from anybody. I'm the GM. I have no hands. Apart from the one I use to repeatedly slap you with. It gets more atmospheric when they fuck up. Like, we will reward you with some ASMR, but you are fucked now. (laughs) Sounds to die to. You can't go scrumping for cod, Josh. That's just weird. That's called fishing. And you do it in the sea. Uh, you landlocked weirdos. How dare you not go scrumping for fish. Apples? What are those? I'm going to shoot a potato out of the sky. As nature intended. I'm really sorry, editor. I didn't mean to. Don't blame me. Blame Josh. Bye. Bye. Love you. Bye.
where were we? Who am I? What day is it? Why do my arms hurt? This and other questions will never be answered. <laughs> Covered in inscrutable. <laughs> Sometimes you think you're on mute and you're not. To have a romantic interlude with Will, press 1. To have a romantic interlude with Shadowheart, press 2. To hear these options again, start from chapter 1. That could be the tagline for the entire game. Frantic by energy. <laughs> well, I'm exuding it, so well cast. I'm a bard, I can fuck my way through any problem. I seduce the door. <laughs> Done it. I've got splinters, places you do not want to know about, but I'm through. We live in horny jail, you can't send us there. We've got the keys. An orc? Oh, not an orc, an orc. Not like a flying orc, one of them ground orcs. <laughs> not. Go on, do it, jump in a well, see what happens. Make a wish. I wish I wasn't stuck in this well. <laughs> <laughs> Iambic hexameter, who the fuck do you think you are? Somebody studied Shakespeare and now it's everybody's problem. Hungry spider. Like hungry, hungry hippos, but more legs. <laughs> Gary, you know, uh, about these ones you keep rolling, um, you've trodden in two shits, one pigeon and a party member, so I think we need to have an intervention. You didn't mute me, love, but that's fine. <laughs> that's all right. I like hearing you breathing. <laughs> it's not creepy. <laughs> I love that the narrator gives a shit about the animals more than she does the players. <laughs> Just like, oh, aren't they having a nice time? But you're going to die. A lot. I'm talking to you, co-carnage, and your safe scumming ways. <laughs> authority. Wow, that was shit. Hang on. <laughs> like, I've lost my authority. I need more coffee, stop. I'm always slightly husky, that's just my bass voice. Can you imagine if I just had like one really big cough and suddenly I'm up like this? Hi Sven, how you doing? It's me, the narrator. Beasts chasing, oh fuck off. Beasts chasing beasts. Fuck. Right, fine, whatever. This is my job and I'm not tired at all. Astarian, have you been leaving your crisp wrappers around? There's a fucking boar here, mate. Was this you? Fuck's sake, clean up, mate. This is how you get bears and ants. <laughs> fucking hell. It's happening again, Josh. It's happening again. Hi, we've reached two and a half hours and apparently both of us are suffering slightly, so it's just going to be animal noises from now on. Hope you can subtitle that. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's fine. Normal is a state of mind. Normal is is a cop out. Engaging joy in three, two, one. <laughs> I sweat. Rothe to you too. Delightful glass of Rothe. I'm a professional. I can say the word erected without laughing. Once. Conceal your tadpoles, gentlemen. We're entering combat. Which is weird, because in real life, if you let your tadpole out, people are less likely to want to fight you. There isn't a female version of that that's useful in a combat situation. And recoil as if it had bare-handed... <laughs> I'm enjoying this mental image of a frothing Dwegar. That's a new cocktail. Can I have two bloodlusts and a frothing Dwegar, please? There's always an umbrella in a frothing Dwegar. Oh, well, hi, word. What the shit? Did somebody sneeze? <laughs> what did you do at work today, love? Well, I got the word crevasse into a script. 
What? <laughs> I do my own sound effects now? Yay, fish people. <laughs> oh, you don't want to be cursed with constant bane. Oh, fuck your stats right up. Isn't she in the importance of being earnest, Constance Bane? I have exceptionally moist ankles. Send Victorian text. I learned a word today. I don't know what it means. Lolf is a word that sounds like, you know when you see those videos of people after they've had surgery and they're still pretty numb in the mouth but they're trying to talk? <laughs> Lolf. Can I swallow that semicolon? <laughs> well, it's nice of you to ask. Fine. Whatever. Don't expose your mind to me. I don't care. I was only rolling for fun. Gary tried to romance the town prostitute and started a war. Well done, Gary. Oh, just go sit down here. Look, I've got you some safety scissors, Gary, and some glitter glue. Why don't you just make a nice picture while the rest of us do this this game, okay? Yeah, that's... that's... Oh, Gary Daycare. Gary surrounded by spiders making a picture of spiders. Anybody who fancies the narrator voice, I'm, I'm just like, there's a name for what you are and you'll learn it one day. He rolled poorly. He's lucky I don't rip his face off and melt it like plasticine. Got a tadpole. Hello, slippery friend. Oh, I want him to have a lisp. Catherick Thorm at your service. <laughs> right, Catherick. 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 Kethwick. Oh no, that's more fun. But you can't find any sign of a wood. <laughs> and that's because those don't exist. That's not a word, Billy. There we go. Read it like a grown-up who isn't laughing at the word tug or meat. God, no, it gets worse. I've just looked at the line afterwards. <laughs> Yay, a wobbly vessel. <laughs> that's what you need after that tension. Just wobble. <laughs> it's like a sexy plaque. Get a load of the font on that. It's not you. It's It really is me. <laughs> I am the problem here and I am fully aware. But I've made the decision to inflict me on everyone else. Hi, it's the Greaseman. Known as Nino Greasemanelli. The Highness of Hobble, the Prince of... Uh, you remember the day, huh? We had some fun shrieking, reeking, and having a ball. We could do it again now with my face in your place. All you gotta do is decide what you want me to say, how you want me to do it. I promise to get back to you really quick. I can't say I'll get immediately. I might be in the middle of nowhere on the good ship Greece, in which case I'll be doing some offshore drilling, and your request will have to wait. But other than that, all you gotta do is click it. Hey, Remy. I hear you feel a little down, buddy. I hear you got the blues. Well, your buddy, L-A-N-T-Y-B, contacted me. And he said, cheer him up a little bit. You're a good man. I hear your wife left you, a guy. You know, Frank Sinatra used to say, the best revenge you can get on a guy that steals your woman, let him keep her. Ha! Huh? You're a man, buddy. And it, it did your papa thinks you stole a business from him? No, he didn't steal nothing. You were being a good son. Stand up. I say stand up, and I tell you what, nothing cures a broken heart better than a little hobble. I like to hobble to hoogie, hobble. It makes me shout with glee, hobble. My knees will wobble when she says hobble to gobble doogie, hobble. Go ahead and just drop trowel, hobble. 
I'm gonna show you how you'll be sweet feeling when she starts squeezing. When you say hobble, do gobble, do keep. So don't let anybody get you down. You stand tall, brother. You stand tall, Remy. Life is sweet. And uh, you're gonna make it through this no matter what happens. You know what they say about if they can't take a joke? Fuck them. You're on top of your game and you always will be. That thing with the teeth, though, are your teeth really falling out? I mean, that would be okay if you were an alternate lifestyle, because then you could do some really good snarling. But since you're probably not, I see your wife left you. Maybe you better go to the dentist and uh, get some implants. Of course, in my days as dentistry, my name was Dr. Griesmanelli, but they called me the Butcher of Bayon. And one day, Jane Fonda came in there for an examination, and I couldn't resist. I couldn't resist at all. Novocaine took effect, gave her a little sleeping serum, and next thing you know, she's lights out Louis. Yap, wide open. I couldn't resist, Remy, I couldn't resist. Next thing you know, she's coming to as I'm smoking a caramel. She said, well, how are my teeth, Dr. Grease Manelli? I said, ma'am, you got the nicest teeth I've ever come across. Ha! Come on, Remy. The world is your oyster. Suck it dry. Mark, congratulations. Getting married for the first time at age 55. Well, bud, bud, buddy. I think it's fantastic. Everybody should be married at least once or twice, three times, in my case. Because if it works out, you're a happy man. And if it doesn't work out, you've learned a lot of lessons in life. So, more power to you. I know you're a little briefly, a little briefly, I'm a little briefly. When you get older, you get a little briefly. And what's with the, the baldness, huh? You're losing your hair, me too. The damn thing is, why do you lose it on your head? Why can't you lose it around the doodads? Someplace useful. I got it. I got it around the fuselage. I got it coming out of the gluteal cleft, but not on my head. Ah, what cosmic trick is that? Oh, and uh, you didn't share any personal info, but I, I'm hoping that uh, your honey, your beloved, is shaving the scan. Ah, hope she got that puppy smooth as a baby's butt. Yeah, there's nothing like it. You look at those old porn movies from the 70s and women had huge bushes. Nobody shaved back then. They had a, they had hair on that thing big enough to film an episode of Lost in there. But now, you look at the modern day stuff and wavy, the women are just nice, inviting. Yeah. Get a good look at Rattlesnake Canyon these days and you'll find it's clean as a whistle. I remember the old days, Estelle refused to shave the scamper. Estelle, are you listening, you pig? She said, why do you want me to shave my scamper? I said, because eating that thing is like eating sushi off a barbershop floor. It's just nasty. But anyway, my marriage didn't work out, but I hope yours does. All the best, buddy. Continued success and full speed ahead. Hey, Steve. Bud, bud, buddy, buddy, bud, bud, buddy. Got a little message for you from your little buddy, Mike. Your brother, actually, I should say. Said he just wanted to bring a smile to your face, and that's what I've been doing for 40 years, hopefully. Hopefully. 
when I'm not upsetting the apple cart flying too close to the sun. Huh? Trying to bring a few laughs into this world, even though I have been partially brutalized by a style of you licking your peg, yeah. Yeah, I I should have known on our honeymoon it would have been a disaster. Uh, We got to the cabin, Conrad's Cottages in the Catskills. And I said, all right, baby, we just got married. The time has come for the slap, slap, slap of the doodads. She said, sorry, no can do. I got gonorrhea. I said, well, all right. Yeah, it's fine. Well, how about a snarling? How about a little whistler? How about a little... She said, no, can't do that either. I got pyorrhea. I said, well, then I'm going to flip your ass and fudge pack you. She said, no, you can't do that either. I got diarrhea. People ask me, why why did you stay on vacation with her with all those? Well, she had worms, too, and I like to fish. (laughs) All the best to you guys. Hey, Howard, how you doing? Jeffrey, let me know. You're 80 years old. You got a a good portion of your life listening to my big behind. That's great. We're lucky enough to be able to do our shrieking in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Back when America had a sense of humor. Everybody wasn't wrapped so tight. Now things things are a little touch and go. But I'm glad you're 80, and I'm, I'm right behind you, buddy. So we're going to make it to the goal line. I know it. Uh, Jeffrey said, recommend a movie for Dad. How about Deliverance? I mean, don't. it's not only about Ned Beatty taken brutally. Uh, no, no, it's, it's got a lot of human components into it. How men react under stress. The things that can go wrong in your life and make you scream, merciful Savior. <laughs> so that's what I recommend. Watch it and beware. Maybe keep the women folk in another room. They may not like the sight of that man squealing like a pig. Oh, and it's, it's funny to note, too, Howard, that I've talked to both Ned Beatty, God rest him, and Bill McKinney, the guy that was ramrodding Ned. Ned would get very upset when he'd be in an airport and someone would come up behind him and go, Eee! Whereas Bill McKinney reveled in it. When I was living in L.A., we both worked out at the same gym, and he'd run around that gym yelling, All right, let's just drop them pants. Uh, one time I was appearing at the Club Haha in Hollywood, and uh, I invited Bill McKinney. And uh, I was sitting there drinking. That's the one good thing about stand-up. You can't have a couple of belts before you do your job. And I heard this voice over my shoulder say, You done taking a wrong turn. And I turned out, there he was, Bill McKinney in all his glory. And I invited a lot of the Hollywood hotshots, but they were really thrilled with meeting him. I suddenly got brushed aside. They said, Really? Did you, how was that? Did you get mud on your knees? So, Howard, I think we got a lot of good years ahead of us. And we're going to enjoy it, and we're going to milk them. Milk them for all they're worth. And come out on top. All the best to you, brother. Let's keep shrieking as long as we can.